Hey everybody, welcome back to The Producers. Uh, this week's episode is Mara. Uh, we finally got Mara on the show, very excited. Um, go ahead and follow her on Instagram, Mara underscore Maz, and check out, she'll post about any play she's in, because she does plays, we talk about that a bunch. Uh, talk about smoothies a bunch. Uh, whatever, you're going to listen to her right now. Um, other plugs, RBA Comedy, come check out some shows. If you're listening to this on the day it comes out this Saturday, uh, my new team will be performing. Uh, so come check that out if you're in Richmond at 8 o'clock at Coalition, rvacomedy.com. For more information on other shows, we have lots of cool shows. Oh, man, we have lots of cool shows. Um, Orbital Music Park, they got events now. they got kicking up. Check it out, please, if you like music or just want to support some really cool local Richmond people doing some stuff. Uh, if you have a podcast idea, hit up uh, RVA Podcasts. We are going to ramp up very soon. Um, I've been talking to a lot of really cool people about putting on some cool shows. So, <sighs> Okay, cool. Let's get into it. Uh, here's Mara. Thank you. 
Let's I almost want to keep this on. Alright, I have a tiny... Oh my god, I have so much liquid. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Can we start... This is your room, right? Uh, yeah. Keep walking through. You'll find the... Alrighty. I'm excited. <coughs> Brought all the coasters for <coughs> all the liquids we have. <coughs> this is this is customary. This is like <laughs> I feel like I should have a coffee right now. Right? I do too. I like kind of always wish I could have coffee with me. Like I just don't feel like there's ever a time where coffee doesn't taste good. But, like I don't need the caffeine. I also know I don't need ten cups of coffee a day. I mean, I get it, but I also want coffee. Yeah, right. All right. Just like this. Ooh. Mm-hmm. You kind of want it facing you, the red light pointing at you, not okay. not blinking. Gotcha. Okay. Is this okay? Like if I speak at you, but it's like kind yeah. of okay. I mean, that's kind of what I'm doing. Cool. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's. This movie is really good. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> mm. I have been talking up my smoothie game mm-hmm. on this podcast for, I'm sure, like, it, since its inception. Oh, yeah. So I'm really happy to be on it and perfecting it because I, uh, I have had trouble in the past with getting, getting it to mix right and getting it to taste good. This is so much better than the smoothies I make. <laughs> really? I make such bad smoothies, and it's like, so I had a lot of dietary issues, um, or I have a lot of dietary issues, and so like last summer, I don't know why, we're recording, uh, yeah. I don't know why I'm talking about this, but you whatever. Can, you can, you don't have to, you don't, don't have to. I don't care. Yeah, so like last summer I did this insane elimination diet, and like I just became, oh my god, went down such a freaking rabbit hole of health, because like everything was hurting my stomach, like I went to Spain, and I did this random month-long hike with a fake cousin I met on Facebook, and um, <laughs> we went through... Of course you did. We went to Spain for two weeks. Um, so for... Okay. Wow. So we flew into London, and she was flying from Reno, because that's where she lives, and I was flying from D.C. area, and we met in London, and Lauren... Like, we do not travel well together, mm-hmm. I've learned, because we're, like, really bad... Um, Your fake cousin? My fake cousin. Okay. Um, we're really bad at uh, just, like, kind of checking the logistical details. Um, like, just the other day, I went to go see us with my friend Peter, 
And I was like, yeah, it's at 7.45. And we get to the movie theater and he's like, and the guy's like, no, the last show was at 6.50. You looked at the wrong theater time. The next show. I don't know what you want to do, Peter. And he's like, well, I said I was going to see us tonight. So we're seeing us. So we literally just got like drinks and milkshakes for two hours (laughs) waiting it out. Anyways. um, So Lauren (laughs) and I were going to meet in London at Gatwick. And so oh, no. I get to Gatwick and it, it was a really long flight just cause like you fly from Dulles to Iceland to London. And, um, from there we had to fly to France, this little town called Biarritz. And, um, <laughs> and so I get to Gatwick and Lauren's flight is so delayed. And then I like, I contact my dad, I get on Wi-Fi. I'm like, Hey dad, like I'm here, blah, blah. And then I'm like, while I'm on the phone with him, I'm just like, I'm looking at our tickets and I'm just like, Oh my God, we're flying out of Heathrow Airport and I'm in Gatwick right now and I've never been to London. I don't know what to do and my flight leaves in like two and a half hours. So I keep my dad on my on the phone with me even though like he can't do anything about it. I was like, I just need an American and someone I know because I'm all by myself and like Lauren ends up not even making our connecting flight because her flight is so delayed and my dad's just like, yeah, you uh, I'm not going not gonna to tell you you fucked up here, girl but you fucked oh up a little bit. <laughs> so I go and like get this ticket like a, i quickly go to the so frantically to this the train kiosk and i'm like help me i'm at the wrong airport and they like they're like you take this bus to go here and then you hop on the underground and then you're going to get here and you're going to find another bus and then you're going to get there and then you'll get to got or heathrow oh and my Atlanta. I, I didn't know what the underground was because i oh I no like, so like i'm like okay great so i'm on the train which is my first stop and then when i get off the train i'm just like can you tell me how to get to the underground also what's the underground and long story short i make it but lauren doesn't and um i don't get in touch with her until i'm in france and we're getting picked up by our airbnb host and i forgot her name i think it's like kathleen or something Catherine. Um, Catherine and Catherine doesn't speak a lick of English and I don't speak a lick of French. So she's like holding up the sign that says Lauren and Mara. And it's just me that comes up to her and I'm like, hi. And she's like, Lauren, like, and I'm just like, Lauren, Noah key. Like Lauren's not here. (laughs) And so she like leads me to her. Like we drive to her apartment. I go into my room and just kind of like shut the door. And like, she has this cute little like setup of like pastries and coffee. And like, it's really late and I haven't eaten in hours. So I'm just like sadly eating these pastries on a bed alone, crying. (laughs) I sleep for like 12 hours and I forget how, Oh, uh, that's why I got to the story because of my dietary issues. <laughs> so basically, Lauren gets back to me. I could tell you so much about this trip; it was ridiculous. Lauren and I connect again um, finally, and then we start the walk. And um, then our feet hurt after ten days, so we went to the beach for a couple days, and then, <laughs> did, and then we did the walk again for five days. And then we went to Portugal for a week. Um, okay. But when I got back from this trip. I, like, everything was hurting my stomach. Like, broccoli was hurting my stomach. So I went to the doctor, and she said, I have something called a leaky gut, which is, like, (laughs) super hot, boys. Like, get on it. (laughs) Yo. Does she got a leaky gut? Yo, does her gut leak good? (laughs) How's that gut? What's that gut do? Oh, man. Um, (laughs) I'm thinking of that song, She Got a Donk. She got it. She got a good. She got, she got a leak. <laughs> she got a leak. Cut that out. Edit that out. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I went to the doctor, and they said, like, it was a holistic doctor of my mom's, and she's like, well, you have to cut out everything. So I did cut out 
practically everything. And so the only smoothies I were making were super boring. It was like kale, bananas, water, and avocado. And like some very specific protein powder. That (laughs) sounds very interesting. And instead of granola, there's these things called tiger nuts, which are not a nut. They're a root from a plant somewhere in Africa. Um, I think. Don't quote me on that. And uh, they're these really hard, not tasty things that I would use as granola. And it was just, it was a summer (laughs) of my life. So I'm glad I'm enjoying this smoothie now. (laughs) That's good. I'm glad too. (laughs) Wow, I don't even know what to say to that. All right. Well, I just talked for 10 minutes. (laughs) What's up, Jonathan? (laughs) That's what a podcast is. Mm -hmm. This is is a show about you. (laughs) Touche. Touche. Um, it's so it's funny. I never do intros, but I feel like it, I should. Okay. So you're you're Mara. I'm Mara. Mazarowski. Yes. Actress. Wow, that's like a really cool thing. They just said that because I don't. So I don't really call myself that, but that's, I like that's nonsense. But I want I. And even now, like I'm saying, I think I want to be an actress, but like I am still feeling like almost shy to say that out loud because like I almost instantly feel a need to be like, yeah, I want to act. Um, but like I also really enjoy writing and I really enjoy, um, you know, like, like journalism. Like there's all these other interests I have too, but it's like, I don't know. It's weird. It's like, it's kind of weird to admit what you want, you know? And yeah, kind of, it's like, uh. I guess sim- similarly, it's like I don't I don't offer up like this show or anything. Yeah. Or, or improv. I don't. I like, like comedy in general. Like I wouldn't talk about it with just like people who don't know or like already know. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So like I guess the idea of of I guess announcing like I do this, I can do this, I do this thing is is kind of weird. Yeah, it is. It really is because I think also I'm. I'm semi-new to it again. Like, I did theater growing up. My very first role, I was a lollipop kid in (laughs) Wizard of Oz. And I remember getting the phone call with my mom. And they're like, Mara, we'd like to cast you as a lollipop kid. And they're like, do you accept? I'm like, yeah, I guess that sounds cool. And then I like we hang up. And I'm just like, Mama, I'm a lollipop kid. I'm a big famous. (laughs) I was, like, awkwardly tall for my age in fourth grade. So, like, I was the tallest one, and, like, but it was, like, singular raising the bar, but, like, everyone was the same height, and then I'm, like, six inches taller, and, like, doing that awkward dance. But, um, <laughs> so I did, I did theater growing up. I've always been such a musical theater nerd, like, such a nerd. Um, and then I got to high school, and theater wasn't cool. Like, it just, my, I cared way too much about what my friends thought, and theater at my high school just wasn't a good program. Like, I mean, it was... I mean, I hate to say it because, like, a lot of really talented people came out of it, and I love that so many people did theater there, but, like, the shows weren't very well produced. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the theater director, like, wasn't great to work with, so I just didn't do it. I just played sports instead, which I don't regret necessarily, but, yeah, and then I got to college, didn't know what I was doing. I was at Virginia Tech for two years um, doing journalism, and it's funny because I remember one of my first nights at Virginia Tech, I was just feeling so out of place. Like, I already knew it wasn't my place, and I was still dating my high school boyfriend at the time who had been at Tech for a year already, and he was wonderful, and I was just, like, feeling really weird, and I was like, Austin, like, 
I, I figured out what I want to do with my life. Like, I want to do something with movies. And so then I started taking film classes. And then I kept doing that for the next year. And then I transferred to VCU and I did film. And, oh my goodness, I don't know if you heard that, but a cat just had a little... <laughs> it was very loud to us. It was like, um, so then I finally turned to VCU and the film program was fun. I met a lot of great friends. And then the way I phrase it is that like when I got to coalition is when I really feel like I found my place in Richmond. Like that's mm-hmm. when I really like, and that's when I started doing acting again. So it's kind of cool or in- theater in any way again. Yeah. And then that's the whole like New York thing. Yeah. That was such a, yeah. Uh, talk, talk about that for a second. Okay. So, um, I, yeah, I went to New York last summer for, I li- I ended up being there for about three and a half, four months. Um, and it was wonderful. And I think it's also something that's kind of added on to my like flaky persona. Cause mm-hmm. I definitely, and that's just a whole nother conversation. I like put so much on my plate and yeah, but I, um, I was working last, last year I was, <laughs> Oh man, he's opening these cookies. I'm not opening just them yet. So I'm not opening them yet. Tell this I made story. Him, I made the most obnoxiously <laughs> loud noise. He's oh man, there's a reason so for that one, folks. Do we talk about it now or later? We'll, talk, we'll bring it up later. It'll come. It'll come. It'll come around again. It'll no come worry. up organically. It'll come up organically. I just, this, um, is, this is the first beat. This is just. I'm going to take a sip of my one of my four liquids. <laughs> we we had seven between us. No, we do. It's great. Actually, I have this. Oh man, now we have eight. Yep. Um, yeah. So New York. So I, last year I was, or yeah, I guess this time last year I was working for the Richmond International Film Festival. Um, and I was also waitressing and doing other random freelance work. Um, and at the same time, like all my jobs just kind of came to an end. Well, I guess my waitress job came to an end because I quit, but, um, (laughs) that's, you know, whatever. Uh, and I just like couldn't get out of my head. I'm just like, I just, like I, that had been like a really long, like lonely post-graduation year for me. And like, I just was like always in my head being like, what do I want to do? I just graduated, but I also don't want to like, I have no desire to make movies, but like the happiest I ever am is when I'm on stage, like at the coalition. Mm-hmm. And then my friend told me about this program called Stella Adler. And I just basically had, I did this Skype audition. Um, <laughs> it was kind of weird, but I'd like auditioned with like a random monologue and like did a phone interview being like why I wanted to do it. And I was like, I want to do this because it was like the summer intensive program. So it was like, uh, 10 weeks long with like six or seven or eight different classes. And, um, yeah. And I, I was just on the phone with them and I was like, I just want to do this. Cause like it, in the back of my head, it keeps like something keeps telling me to do it and I just want to do it. And so I got into the, pro- Ooh, I got into the program and I like worked very diligently to find a place to live. I ended up living in Astoria, Queens with two of the most incredible people I've ever met. Jordan was a 28 year old filmmaker who that summer got engaged to his French girlfriend that he met while living in London, going to London film school. And then Steph, um, she's the production manager or production coordinator of the blue man group up there. She's 33 and just fantastic. And they just became like my family. It was great. Um, we had this like gorgeous little backyard and like, I love things. There's this bar in the corner called the keys and it was just so magical. It was like a, it was an Irish pub that I ended up bartending at for a weekend because the owner like sprained her ankle and she just, she calls me and she's like, Maura, honey, that's not a good Irish accent, but <laughs> Maura, honey, I sprained my ankle and you mentioned once that if you ever need some extra money, like, like, yeah, yeah, like I should contact you. Like, well, do you want to bartend for a little bit? So I just bartended for a random long weekend there. Um, it was just such a nice place. And I started taking these classes for about 10 weeks up there. And, uh, I just like, 
Oh my God. It was like the way I described it is like the first time I was taking courses that like I was genuinely excited about since AP English in high school. Yeah. Like I was just like riveted and I loved the people I was with. Like we had friends for, I had people in my group from Mexico, from Puerto Rico, um, from California, from Georgia, but not the state, the country. So my friend Katie, she, she, the first day we were doing these introductions and she's like, hi, my name's Katie and I'm from Georgia. Um, but she had no accent. And so we're, and she's like, so I'm a little far from home. And I'm just like, honey, like Atlanta's not that far. (laughs) (laughs) The whole first week she just kept being like, New York's just so scary. Like I'm so far from home. And I'm just like, get over yourself. <laughs> like, it's, like a, it's like a three hour flight. It's, you're fine. It's fine. <laughs> I finally realized like it's a country. I'm like, oh, well I knew it was a country, but you finally put the, yeah, yeah. 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 But I mean, it was so great. I don't know what else to say about it. It was just like, yeah. oh my God, I think I fell in love with this one man that <laughs> I just like, the way I can describe it is like, if he asked me to marry him, like nothing has ever happened between us, but if he asked me to marry him tomorrow, I'd say absolutely. Cause you are just a wonderful human being. <laughs> Um, I just met some great people and it yeah. was such a great time. I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I get, I, I get the idea. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, but, like it, I feel like it's a concept. Everyone should be like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. No, me and, uh, uh, Anthony, I don't know if I should like be like my friend, Anthony, because I feel like a lot of people listening will know who he is, but we both have a mutual great friend named Anthony and we coined this term called an always crush. Where it's like, every time you see this person, it doesn't matter how long it's been, and they're probably not even in your life that much, but whenever you see them, you're just like, ah, damn, gosh, I got a crush on you. Like, you're just so, you're just so captivating. Like, so it's, Oh my gosh, yeah. Right? And my mind's like, boop, boop. Yeah, so many people. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah, just like the Mm -hmm. rare time, it's, damn, that is a good one. Mm -hmm. Also, credit to taking 20 minutes to bring up Anthony. (laughs) Friend of the show. Is that because I talk about him a lot, or because he's just because we're both like good good friends with good him. friends with him? Yeah. Yeah. We see him all the time. This is accurate. Mm-hmm. He is a lovely human being. I'm gonna see. I have to go change his bike tire tomorrow. <laughs> oh man, what a gem! <laughs> I like our I like my friendship with him because he calls me out on my shit, mm-hmm. but I also call him out on his shit a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's just like very mutual. It's it's super interesting it's super um direct my friendship with him or the interactions mm-hmm. that you're, you were describing yeah i don't know it's um it's a different way of thinking it's not the norm i guess if that makes sense yeah totally so i'm not sure what to, i'm not i wasn't sure what to do with it at first yeah no that's so fair but um, it's a lot easier to call him on a shit <laughs> it, well the thing is you have to be very articulate yes mm-hmm. definitely um, no, he's definitely one of those people in my life that I'm just like, I don't know. I just like, I, I think that you just like get these like quick connections with people mm-hmm. and maybe quick's not the right word. You just suddenly get these very deep connections with people where it's like, we haven't even known each other for that long, but like, we're going to be friends for a while. And like, I feel that way about my, my, uh, roommate, Rachel. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. She is just the light of my life. Like, <laughs> I dated this boy not too long ago and he just like, he did not really get my relationship with Rachel. Like he likes Rachel a lot, but he said the funniest thing. He was like, Rachel's like a very, um, like if, like I would describe her as a lovely, beautiful vegan Virgo who likes to, (laughs) um, her new thing. Oh my goodness. I love it. Her new thing is that she texted me. 
I kind of want to pull up the text because I'm so yeah. deep. But oh, I turned off my phone. I just realized I'm trying to disconnect more. So there's it didn't take too long. Um, but she texted me basically saying, like, I had a thought that I think you'd appreciate because we like to do that with each other. And she's like, I realized on Easter that we don't come in contact with nature very often. Like even when we're drinking water, that water will touch pipes first. And like we go outside a lot on our bikes, but like our feet never touch the ground because like we're always wearing shoes and our bikes are metal. And she's like, so I have a new goal to touch nature every single day. So our new goal is touching nature every day. Oh, that's cool. It's kind of cool. Does it have to do with your feet or just in general? So I've been doing it with my feet because I think like one of the best feelings in the world is like bare feet and grass. So I just love it. Um, so I walk around barefoot when I can, but, um, she, her her interaction with nature earlier this weekend, I hope she's okay with me saying this, but she went on this date with this boy at uh, the river and she really had to go to the bathroom and um, she couldn't make it to the porta potty. So she's like, something I love about her, she's so authentic on the first date. And she's like, okay, I need to pee. Can you please make sure no one's coming? I'm just going to go over here. And so she's like, I'm just sitting, the way she described it, she's like, yeah, I squatted down. I like started peeing and, um, my pee released the scent of uh, my pee released the scent of the dirt, and I realized I'm interacting with nature right now. <laughs> like this is my contact with nature today. <laughs> God bless her soul. I love her so much. Uh, but I guess full circle back to my ex. Um, <laughs> he Rachel, it, she's the best. Oh my God, Rachel's the best. But and I told her I was like, I'm going to talk about you on this podcast, and he, she was like, Okay. Yeah, we had so many lovely interactions today, but yeah, my ex was like, if Rachel's stardust, or no, no, if I'm sticks and dirt, Rachel is stardust. (laughs) I told my family that, and they're like, that's how we all feel in such a loving way. She is such a special human. (laughs) Absolutely. Everyone meet Rachel. Everyone befriend her. Her life, your life will be so much better with it. It's true. It's just, it's just improvement. Mm Mm-hmm. I guess that's kind of the goal, though, right? The kind of the whole to bring it back to um, hard turn into creativity. Hard, okay. Hard turn into creativity. Um, that's kind of the goal is surrounding yourself with these energies that really kind of are different than yours and push you and bring you and stretch you. And uh, when you interact with them, they force you to bend and and change and uh, listen. And then when you see, you see different different. Uh, performances or ways of doing things or ways of thinking that are really inspirational. And that's kind of, uh, something that you have done to different degrees. Cause it's like, um, one of the basic ways I, I think of like the theater and we talk about it all the time on the show. So it's, 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 it's inside, but it's like at this point they have to, under, they pretty much have to get it. If you listen, the coalition theater, Also, it's mostly just coalition. This is mostly just for coalition people yeah. or whoever my friends are. So yeah. like, whatever, I don't even care. No, don't, don't sell yourself short. <laughs> but, um, but just the idea, like, so I consider you in our wave. Um, oh yeah. Uh, but like you have gone and done, uh, the, like your plays, like since you started doing those, like you've gone and connected with this community and you've gone and connected with this community and both of them in different ways are pushing you to change and adapt and more and learn some, uh, it, it, but it's almost like it's a different axis, if that makes sense. Um, an axis that I haven't had access to. <laughs> so a different access to creativity. Yeah. yeah, but, but like, do you, you get what I'm saying by axis? Oh, axis, yes, yeah. as in A-X-I-S. Yes. Okay, so if like, I spelled that correctly. <laughs> yeah, you did. So it's like, I picture like a 360 degree one mm-hmm. where it's just like, 
this uh, X and Y and then Z, just yeah. like a shade off. And so that would be like your connection with like uh, your your current troop or whatever. Yeah. And then the other one you did the that I saw, um, Becky's new car. Yes, that was <laughs> <laughs> such a great play. Oh my god! Such a great. I loved it. Oh, I genuinely loved my it. My god! Yeah, no, it was so. It's so funny because like I just no, I don't know what I'm about to say. I'm just pondering on that. No, I think. You go. Yeah, so, okay, I'll, I'll go back to the access thing. I'm gonna open this. Oh, yeah, crack it. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, the the idea is, I, I, I find it super inspiring, um, and really, and just to credit, I guess, you, and just to point out this, how this works, like, you have so many different experiences in these different creative places. You're on a different stage kind of thing, learning from other people, um, you know, I'm sure there's like a director or whatever, and there's other people giving directions. So it's like different teachings, and that to me is super cool. We different, you're experiencing a different, you're creating your own subculture kind of thing in between uh, the whole crew, and then different parts of the crew and different groups, and like whoever you go out with kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And to me, that those experiences are just fleshing out that idea of a 360 degree. Um, different shades kind of thing where it's just like it just keeps rotating and try to fill it out as much as you can you're just adding on to it if that, mm. if that makes that's like a really large conceptual idea of just a way to say you having you have so many so much more experience um in terms of different experience wow thank you um it makes sense and that's such a compliment um yeah, I I guess it's just my first thought my first response to that is like I kind of realized so in high school and when I was younger and a teenager, I always had a friend group and I always had like one group, but I still also kind of did like branch out and have like random friends. Um, and my clique that I was in, like always thought it was a little weird, but like for the most part, I always knew what it was like to have a friend group. And in Richmond, I, since I've moved here almost like three and a half years ago, like I have like, I have developed multiple different communities. And, Mm -hmm. um, so I don't really have like one, friend really or like one friend group I, yeah. I feel like i have a lot of or i have a select few in different random um parts of the city and it's been really cool like sometimes it's no i don't know <laughs> i don't know how to phrase this whatever you're about I, to say. I, I have a, I have a, I, it's like you're yes. you're in a place where you are getting to explore the different hobbies that you have yeah and this is a, a place and situation where those hobbies have communities yeah. And you're pushing it to the level where you're getting to have these communities. And whether they last a long time or not, you maybe to have, like, friends you keep. And that's kind of what you're saying. It's just, like, little one-offs from different communities that you can go see and have access to and you know everybody kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So, um, in the play I'm in right now, it's called Seven Homeless Mammoths, Wander New England, um, written by Madeline George. And it's really good. I'm just going to do a big old plug. Do it. Um, it's at Richmond Triangle Players, which is uh, tells exclusively LGBTQ stories, which I think is great. And it's directed by Lucian Restivo. Um, but there's a character in it named Andromeda. And when I was reading it, I, uh, I'm not, I do not play the role of Andromeda, but I auditioned for it. And um, when I was reading it, I was like, I want this part so badly because 
on one spectrum, it is Rachel. It's my roommate, Rachel. Um, but on the other spectrum, like she has this uh, trait about herself that she, um, she, she was an anthro anthropology major and she has this line at the beginning of the play where she's just like, I just love human beings. Like we're just so lucky to be human. Like humans are so fascinating. And I realized like, that's just how I feel. I, um, some of my favorite interactions every single day are the smallest little moments with people and like with complete strangers. And like, I think that's why I do like to interact with so many different people. Cause I've started to find a lot of beauty and just like, you know, temporary, not temporary friendships, but friendships that, you know, like this is for this moment. Allowing the experience that you're having yeah. to just be that experience and not feel any need to hold on to any part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like just last night, my cast went out, um, finally all together, uh, for, for a drink after the show. And like, there's me who's not the young, I'm, I'm 23. And then there's one guy who's 22 and then a 26 year old, but then like everyone, like the other three cast members are like in their forties, fifties. And, mm-hmm. um, we're By the way, I, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to say I love the play. It was really, oh, really, really great, you. and everyone was everyone was so great, and it was just such a such a cool, just a cool way to tell a story. I really liked that yeah. in the story. It was just so fun, such a great job, and you were so great. Thank you very much. Oh my gosh, I look. <laughs> when I first saw the costume I had to wear, I was just like, you know what. We're just going to do it. <laughs> We're going to go all in. Grin and bear it. <laughs> yeah, right. Um... But yeah, just to top off that thought, we were just, we're just all such different people. And I did have that thought last night. That's like, the six of us are never going to hang out again. Like, like this probably. Um, and that's okay. I'm still loving tonight. Y'all had that experience. And if you guys, again, this is kind of the, the friendship thing where it's like, maybe you will catch up one day in like four to six months, which is like, you'll run into them and be like, let's get it coffee or something and ketchup and you'll have a good, you'll have a good experience again. And then you'll just let it go again. You'll, you'll go stop in for a check-in cause your paths crossed. The universe I, is saying, hang out. I actually am pretty confident though, that one of my castmates, um, she is one of those like connections that I've just made with a person. And she's like this wonderful, but like, we're so different. Like she's this, a wonderful, talented 40 year old dancer from New York. She's like her and her wife moved down to Richmond because her wife's teaching dance at VCU. Mm. And now they're about to go move up to Massachusetts, but she and I've been hanging out so much. And it's like, I could hang out with this woman for hours and I have, mm-hmm. and it's just like, it's so wild. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know you're talking about yeah. kind of the vibe. Yeah. That's good though. I yeah. mean, I don't know. Yeah. There is some value in just kind of letting that experience happen. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Not, not to just restate it for the point of restating it, but just, I guess to really import that, how, how, how strongly I have been trying to feel about it. I don't know. Strongly you feel about it. The idea of letting experiences just be experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like letting thing, letting things happen, letting people go, letting also, I guess that kind of would translate into letting uh, experiences that you might not be in favor of. In so far as things in life that you have to deal with, mm. that yeah. you know what I mean, yeah, like breakups, rejection, yeah. or like, um, like for example, like when I didn't, like when I, the second round of when I auditioned and didn't make a team, right. that was something that I have like gone on record. I'm just like I thought it was so positive in the end for me, it helped me like really grow and like I don't know. Yeah, yeah so. no, I think you do have to, and I'm so bad at it. Um, 
I had to burp a little bit. Um, <laughs> I'm drinking a lot of seltzer water, guys. <laughs> Let it happen. Um, Let it happen. Yeah, I'm really bad at sitting in bad situations, like in negative mm-hmm. situations, but I'm trying to become more zen about it. Sure. Um, <laughs> I'm reading this book called A Brief or A Little history yeah a little history of philosophy and it's like every page every chapter is like eight pages on different philosophers but like i'm getting mind freaking blown and there's this one philosopher who's just like um think of philosophy as a way of life like or a mindset to have in life and like if you can't change something why would you get stressed out about it like you just can't change it like there's no reason to be angry um and i try i've applied that to the fact that my computer won't turn on earlier today and I'm weirdly not stressed about it and that's good. So yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of what I was trying to say is just letting the experience happen and going forward from there, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But also like there's a lot of positivity to bad things, right? Cause like, or not, there's a lot of good that can come out of bad. Like, because everything's always, like, ebbing and flowing, and you can't exactly. have highs without lows. And, like, I mean, thank God for all my breakups, and thank God oh, for all the yeah. shit that's happened to me. Because, like... I would not be here. Yeah, right? I'm, imagine never... Yeah, I don't... Yeah, no, it wouldn't It wouldn't be a thing. Have you ever seen Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I love that movie. Would you have someone erase from your past and it doesn't even have to be a significant other like one of the people in the waiting room of that movie was holding a like a box of like i think it was her dog that died and she wanted to forget about her dog like would you ever have anyone erased from your history um yes i would yeah right yeah i i I could think of someone who um i would definitely want erased yeah is that, is that a bad thing, though? What does that say about me? I don't think so. I don't think it's a bad thing, because, like, <laughs> I don't think it's a bad thing. I mean, I, I asked that to a guy I was dating, and he said, in which I was surprised that he said no, because he um, has had some pretty intense, scarring uh, interactions with people, and he's like, I mean, they, they helped make me who I am now, and I think there's so much weight to that, but at the same time, like, I think it's fair that you have people in your life that you just think it would have been better if you didn't meet them. Um, I would never erase the memories of peanut, my cat though. I mean, Oh yeah. That, that little baby. Mm hmm. Same with Floyd. Yeah. It's funny that you say that. Cause then it makes me have the thought of just like, yeah, if I, if I forgot those lessons, then I, that would be a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course. So yeah, probably wouldn't actually do it. Yeah. But I definitely had someone where I was just like, I would forget you. I'd forget the shit out of you. So, like, there's this one person that I want, I would erase, but it's more so I would erase, like, a portion of our time together, but, like, I also want (laughs) to, but, uh, sorry if you listen to this, I want to, I'd want to erase him, but, like, we also went on this insane trip together, so I want to remember that trip, but Uh I don't really need to remember him, Mm -hmm. Um, or I don't need to remember him and certain context and I think he would say the exact same thing about me so interesting yeah well wild yeah I guess that's kind of the whole thing with everyone has everyone has a thing that they don't like about themselves or like a skeleton in the closet kind of thing 
I don't know. I guess that's what it is, right? Yeah, I guess. Ooh, should we talk about like creativity again? <laughs> I mean, this is this is. I guess this is the the idea is this is the path we go down. Yeah. I I mean I don't know. I think about I think about the idea of oh man we got to get back to this topic or are we getting way too off topic? I There's this thing I say. say um, I don't know who started it, but now me and Rachel say it, me and Anthony say it to each other, but it's just like, put a pin in it. Oh, and so me and Anthony pin. I've pinned, pinned, I, I pinned before. You pinned before. Mm-hmm. All right, so that wasn't something that got passed on. And I'm sure we're not the only ones that say this. In of the course, world. yeah, yeah, but, but Anthony and I do do it. Yeah, he brought like, it to me. Or he re-brought it back up for me. Um, I'd like to say that I brought it to Anthony, and Anthony re-brought it back to Jonathan, but it's fine. <laughs> well, thank you for giving it to Anthony to give to me, Mara. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. I'm not petty. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> okay so you what were you saying about pinning though oh um yeah just like with conversations they do just so it's oh, just, fl- they flow is, yeah i mean this is essentially like free writing right now but like i like even with that first story i was saying like oh i had dietary issues oh i went to spain oh wait a minute but also like this i thing messed up the time for seeing us and it's like <laughs> <laughs> like oh man well you kind of fin- you kind of like we were able to navigate in a couple sentences that story and while it transferred over to another story so seamlessly. Well, thank you. Like, you told one story, it's, I thought, but it was, like, nine uh-uh. stories. No, 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 I tricked you. I told, you like... Tricked me. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, that was just one thing. I told you a lot. I was like, yeah, that was the story of... I think the last thing you told was the the getting lost thing or the <laughs> yeah. going from uh, airport to airport. It was like, Dad, started with, um, man, this smoothie's good. <laughs> So that was the beginning. That was ten Damn, minutes. that's a good smoothie. It's a, a good smoothie. <laughs> I think I saw some. I think I got one more sip. I think I do too. Well, it finally came off the sides. I'm gonna save it for the end. Oh, okay. We'll do that then. <laughs> Which is um, brave of me. I have really bad willpower because now that I've said that, I want to eat it or drink it. You know. Willpower. That's that's something I'm very interested in. Like my willpower, just the topic of willpower. <laughs> I have lately been interested in the topic of willpower. Yeah, that's been a theme in my life. Well, like, how so? So, I, um, I, fa- I have found, like, how deep do you want to get, Jonathan? We can go as deep as you'd like. This is your hour. This is your, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be two. It's going to be two. It's going to be two. We only have one hour. It's going to be, it's going to be two. <laughs> I talk so much. Hour, hour is not literal. <laughs> hour is not literal. Don't worry. Um, I'm, I try to be an open book. I think small talk's bullshit. Um, I do too. That's why I'm like, let's get vulnerable. Yeah. I love, I, I have this thing. I, I, I don't know. There's this thing I believe that some of the most intimate, vulnerable conversations I've ever had with people are with people I hardly know. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there's actually things I would even discuss with with you, even on this podcast, that I would never say to, like, to, like, my my parents or my uncles or, like, my grandparents, which is funny because it's, like, these people are some of the closest, quote-unquote, people in my life, and, like, these people, I love them, and I tell them I love them, and I've never... Well, I've told you I love you, but I, yeah. I like... You know what I mean? Like... It's just so interesting that, like, like I haven't known you for 23 years as, my, yeah. like, some of my family has, or most of my family has known me. And just, I've like, known you for, like, two years. Yeah. Just, and, I've known you a little bit for, like, and a little bit more, but, like, 
for the I've known like a little piece of you. Yeah. For two, two years. I, don't, I haven't even known Ugh. you for two years. Put a pen in the piece of me thing because that's a. <laughs> oh man, he's writing it down. I literally have a uh, studio only oh notebook. Gosh. What did you ask me? You asked me about willpower. Yeah. Yeah. And, I'm gonna write down willpower and then where were, what was the pen we just put? Piece of Mara, I guess. Um. Yeah. So I have discovered um that I am. Oh, it's not a new discovery. I'm like quite an extremist. Um, I either like sit in, I'm either in Richmond, uh, for months at a time or I suddenly like go to New York. Um, and like, and just like things like that. Like I'm either completely single for months and like don't really care about seeing anyone. And then all of a sudden I'm in this like whirlwind romance and I'm just like giving all my energy to that. And the same goes with like things I consume. And so like, uh, like I did dry January and it was great and I felt really great. Um, alcohol just affects my body. I mean, it's technically poison for everyone's body, but sure. like, I, it doesn't affect me. It, it affects me like a little differently, a little worse, I think than other people. And, uh, then I started drinking again when I got into a relationship, like nothing crazy, like, you know, hitting the bottle every night, but socially drinking. And then I, um, went through my first breakup not too long ago in a while and uh, I forgot how much they suck. Yeah. They suck. They and you saw suck. me the night it happened. Yeah. And it was like a two, like a double hitter too. Because it was like, it was like, I'm breaking up with you. Just kidding. I'm not. Next day. Just kidding. I am. And I'm like, oh, uh, like, what <laughs> you've seen The Office, I'm guessing. So uh, the episode where Michael, oh, it's, oh my God, one of the best episodes where Michael Scott is like talking about, or he has a dinner party with Jan and he has like, um, the, uh, the dinner party, the dinner party, one of the greatest, one in my the, opinion, the greatest episodes of TV oh, ever. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, one of the best written episodes ever. Oh, I think. And best performed. Oh absolutely. my gosh. Everything was perfect. But there's this, this line that Michael has where he, where he's talking about uh, Jan making him get a vasectomy and he's like, you made me get a vasectomy. And then I got it undone because you thought you might want kids. And then you said you didn't want kids. So I got it again. Snip, snap, snip, snap. Like, do you know how much like. Do you have have the toll it takes on a man? To have like four vasectomies. Three vasectomies. vasectomies. And like, I mean, when I was getting officially broken up with, in my head, all I could think of was like, do you know the toll of an, like you're emotionally vasectoming me. (laughs) Give me an emotional vasectomy. Snip, snap, snip, snip, snip. It's like ridiculous. Oh um, <laughs> that's all I can, Oh man, that's exactly what emotional like. vasectomy. An emotional vasectomy. That's what you call it. That's what I call it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I got one. <laughs> I feel like you got three. I got three. You got it, and then you got it reverse. You got it again. Oh my god. But yeah, I just like I hadn't had feelings for someone in so long. So like I think it hit me like really hard and I don't I don't uh really respond to like ex- like uh big emotional events well um or big changes very well and um I just like that night I got like hammered. I got so drunk and then it just like I kept drinking and every single night I was just like yeah, it's fine if I have a glass of wine, but I realize it's never just a glass. Like it's a full bottle. Like, if I get a bottle of Lincoln Owl from Aldi, like, I'm drinking the whole bottle. I mean, you might as well, because you're going to, like, get halfway, you're like, I could go for one more for sure. Exactly. And you get to, like, we have one left, like, I'm not going to leave one in there. Exactly. And, like, so, for the past, like, month, I feel like I've been starting every week being, like, I'm not going to drink at all this week. And, like, I don't know, 
if it's because I genuinely want to drink or if it's because I'm like giving myself that like sudden challenge or like telling myself I can't have something because I definitely have an authority issue but like it's like nah fuck it like if I'm gonna go out with my friends like and he asked me to get a drink like I can get one drink like that's fine and like so that's why I actually texted you saying I was like hey man um I'm just putting this out in the universe but I'm not gonna drink today because I just don't think my mm-hmm. willpower is enough right now in my mm-hmm. life yeah. um with that speci- like that's a very specific example but like yeah oh, like yeah. If there's a cookie in the house, I'm going to eat the cookie. Yeah. Because yeah. you would come over like, you want a drink? And I would have said yes. Yeah. And it's, which just also like ties into like this huge inability I have to say no to people. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, it's, and it's so easy to, it's well, not easy to say no, but you can. It, it, even just to flip it into a different perspective, it's just like being open to these experiences. Yeah. It's like, how serious do you want to be? Because willpower is only, the only reason it like is a thing is because it's like, this is something I want to do. So this is where my willpower is truly tested. It's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, for example, like if I am eating fast food for, uh, more than I do, I I try not to eat it ever. But like, if I'm like getting it once, twice a week, it's just like, I don't, I obviously don't care about this as much. This isn't important to me. Yeah. Um, so what do I do about it? Kind of, I don't know. I, I think, I think for me, it was like, I was going through something like for, if this happened to be like, I would be going, this has definitely happened. <laughs> I'm not going to give a specific example because I'm not going to go back and find it. But like, I was probably, I would probably have been going through something or just been like really stressed about work or home life or whatever is going on that I was just like, I don't have time to worry about myself right now. Like there's other things that my mind's obviously focusing on that require, I guess the bulk of my energy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, we all kind of, I guess the idea of giving up on something or certain needs is like that idea of willpower. Yeah. And when you have certain other things, either more stable or, uh, I don't know, or just setting your intentions on a specific thing, Mm -hmm. like eating very well. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Something I guess a long way to say that. Yeah. A long way of saying that. Um, yeah, I, uh, I dated this guy who said that he doesn't think, willpower exists interesting yeah so he's like and i guess like with the junk food example like he was like if i have like if you have stuff in the house you're gonna you're just gonna eat it like Mm -hmm. like the best way to eliminate desire is by eliminating the want and like having it around you and i'm just like i don't i don't think i necessarily agree with it however it's an interesting thought but he had a lot of kind of wild thoughts he and i saw a um he and i went to a church of scientology together and got personality tests and it was kind of (laughs) scientology is not good don't follow it but the results that he got i was just like that is so cute (laughs) interesting yeah oh what did he get so i'm gonna give a little slight backstory but um we were in la and walking by this Scientology theater. And we, something I did appreciate about our dynamic is that we both were kind of just like, uh, I don't like saying like a fuck it kind of person, but like if this experience is there, like, oh, let's just go for it. Fuck it, let's do it. Yeah. And so we walked into this Scientology building and like, we tried to take pictures and they wouldn't let us. And then they're like, would y'all like to take, or they didn't say y'all, we're in LA guys. Would you guys like to take a, um, a personality test and we're just like sure um but we have only 45 minutes left on our meter like how long is it going to take and they're like not that long at all um preface we were there for two and a half hours um and so like as we're walking down this like long hallway to go to the testing center the scientologist 
woman turns to us and she's like, by the way, a question we ask everyone, uh, before we get started, um, super standard, if there's one thing you'd like to change about yourself, what would it be? And we had just technically broken up like a few days earlier driving from San Francisco to LA. And in that huge argument, we were like discussing basically like the things about one another that just is not working. <laughs> so we were just were both like, Ugh. so I said at the time, cause this was something that he really um, did enjoy about me that like, I, he didn't feel like I was very, um, he didn't think I was a very hard worker. He didn't feel like I was very organized or disciplined. And so I said something like, I want to be able to like, you know, f- uh, I don't know, like focus and like uh, have like more of a game plan and be more scheduled or something like that. I get, I get the, what you're, you were getting at. Yeah. Yeah. And his was, and I told him he like has no empathy and he was like, I would just like to, um, be a little more empathetic. And so we end up taking a personality test, like uh, an IQ test and one more like 10 question test that I'm forgetting. And then we both individually met with a Scientologist and I got in a fight with mine cause I thought he was just such a jerk and he was making me so angry. And, um, he was like, but this is why you need this. <laughs> and so then I go oh to, my um, my ex and like his Scientologist was much nicer, but his like one law, like one line summary of him was you are a cold hearted genius. Like, or no, no, you, yeah, you're a cold hearted genius. Yeah. Cause he is one of the smartest people I have ever met, but uh-huh. he has no like emotional depth or at least he did it with me. <laughs> so interesting. Yeah. That's, uh, weird. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. weird it was really weird. And that night we watched Going Clear, the HBO documentary, and yeah. What a day. Yeah, it was a day. Um, he, he was saying about willpower. Yeah. No willpower. <laughs> I just want to say, I feel like he's discounting going to the grocery store and buying food mm. and not putting... The willpower comes by not putting things in your cart to bring home to eat oh. to choose he's saying don't have it in your house if you don't want it mm-hmm. well that doesn't matter if you have it in your house of course you're gonna eat it because it's in your house to be eaten mm-hmm. but like if you have to get it there yeah and and, and no matter unless you have to make it you have to make the decision on how food gets into your house and into your mouth so like no, he's fucking, no, he's so wrong. You're wrong. You're, you cold, <laughs> cold genius. genius. <laughs> Let's go back to the pin. Okay. I want to. I, I feel like I feel like there's two ways to go about pins. I can either uh, save them all for the end and we try to find our way back, I or we can do, do them right back. What is your? I had uh, my eighth grade science teacher, Mr. Campbell, mm-hmm. would jump on the table and say, follow your heart. Don't jump on the table. I won't jump on the table, but he would do that. Um, my, my heart tells me to put it to you. Okay. Wow. I haven't thought about Mr. Campbell in probably like eight years. Shout out Mr. C. Love you. What a weird man. Um, no, I'm just thinking about weird teachers I've had. Um, hmm. (laughs) I don't know where to go with this. (laughs) Wherever you want. Well, there's a, Virginia state flag behind you. And it's just making me think, um, about my former roommate, Kelly Flaumacher. Oh, actually, should I say her name? Yeah, whatever. Kelly Flaumacher. She's great. Um, no one's going to know how to spell that. That's true. She was my first roommate in Richmond. We both transferred here at the same time. And, uh, I do a Kelly impersonation, (laughs) but so I'm going to explain Kelly's tattoo that she wants, but we'll never get in as Kelly as Kelly. Oh, 
oh my god, so, like, there's this tat- if I ever get a tattoo, which I probably won't get because then my parents will, uh, stop paying for my school, um, my schooling, but if I ever did get a tattoo, uh, I would totally want just the, uh, woman on the Virginia flag with her boob hanging out. And scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Actually- now that we're that on the topic was... of Kelly, I wanna I wanna tell another story. That was incredible. Thank you. So they... I hope everyone loved that as much as I did. <laughs> so when so Kelly good. and I were living together a few years ago, oh my gosh, she was a she she was a great roommate. Bless. But um, we need more of those in the world. We need more of them in the world. But she that lived... was not me throwing shade. Oh, I know, I know. But like, <laughs> no, I, know. I just want to I want to stay. I want to stay. Just in general. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think she loved my cat Peanut. Like. Maybe mm-hmm. not more, but in a different way than I did. Um, like, she loved him so much. And uh, so this one day, this one morning, I'm getting ready, and um, Kelly just opens my door, and I'm, like, kind of changing, so I'm a little annoyed that she doesn't knock, and she's just like, um, hey, Mara, have you seen Peanut? <laughs> and it's, like, 8 a.m., and I'm just like, no, I haven't seen him yet today. Um, she's like, okay, well, I'm looking for him, and I can't find him, so I'm just like, I'm just, if you see him, let me know. And she leaves my room. And then (laughs) she comes back into my room. I'm like topless at this point. So I'm just like, ah, Kelly. Um, and, uh, then she's just like, by the way, I'm making, oh, oh, sorry about that. But I'm making some coffee. Would you like any? Uh, yeah, that'd be, thanks. That'd be great. Okay. Yeah. No problem. Leaves. About 30 seconds later, opens my door again. And I'm just like, Kelly, like, I need you to knock. Like, I'm sorry, but please knock. It's morning. This is, I'm not a morning person. And she's like, oh my God, super sorry. Did not mean to invade your personal space. I just want to let you know, I found Peanut. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, now I have to keep going. So my sisters were at my, oh, sorry. My sisters were at my apartment visiting me once and I was out somewhere. I think I had like a, a school thing and they're playing video games at my place and Kelly just comes into the living room. And she made Peanut this box, and it by it was a cardboard box. She liked to, to like, she had a lot of construction paper because she would like to hand make cards. Like That's awesome. Cards for people, yeah, right. Um, and I have one or two, and oh, uh, with so Peanut awesome. on them. And she would like cut out these construction paper. She cut out con- uh, shapes of construction paper and taped it on a box, and then put like her old T-shirts inside the box. And Peanut loved this thing, and so. Um, Kelly comes in, I guess, to the living room. My sisters are playing video games, and um, she comes in carrying Peanut in the box, and she's like, just so you know, like, this is Peanut's box, and he really loves sitting in it, and he's probably going to stay in it the whole time you guys are playing video games, so I'm just going to put it here. And just puts it down. And another note about Kelly, just giving me more of an image, like, she was shamelessly, like, never wore pants, and, like, always had a, like, and usually was just wearing a thong, so, like, a big t-shirt and, like, just a thong, like, with my sister. So she comes in carrying the box and peanut, and then she comes back in a little bit later or something to check, and she's like, is he still in the box? I told you he would be. (laughs) I just, I love her so much. God, that's so, that's the best. Uh, that's the best yes. impression and story. <laughs> oh, she sounds so nice. She <laughs> made peanut a box. She, she made peanut a bag. Peanut. Do you still have the box? No, I threw that out. <laughs> I have a Duh! photo. I have the photo of the box on my Instagram. Peanuts in it. Um, when this comes out, you have to post it. 
I uh, will. That picture again. I Go will. back and repost. I absolutely will. The story. Um, he he did love the box. I'll give her that much. So yeah. oh my gosh. he loved it a lot. I wonder why. I think cats just have a thing for tight spaces. I mean, he's and he like fit in it snug. He's a hefty eighteen pounder. So. <laughs> Uh, you knew there wasn't going to be a podcast with me without talking about peanuts. <laughs> of course not. I uh, I would bring up Floyd more if it if I wasn't on every episode. Yeah, right. Is he the blonde one or the orange baby boy? The orange baby boy. Yeah, he uh, he he typically doesn't interrupt. Mm. He'll like pop in once or twice. Cool. But Millie is very rude and wants to jump and pause the, and pause the episode. <gasps> Oh you you saw that. Yeah, I did. That was so fucking weird. Like, ugh. <laughs> Millicent. Oh, my goodness. Um, okay. I have a palate cleanser question for you. Ooh. I don't... Yeah. Ooh. 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 Okay. All right. Um, what is your go-to breakfast? Oh, wow. Um, hmm. So... I guess my go-to breakfast has been a smoothie, but it's these gross smoothies I make. And I think I'm just those like... Those four ingredients. Those, like, four-ingredient smoothies. Like, they're kind of gross. I mean, they used to be eggs, and then I had to eliminate eggs. Well, this is a much more complex question than you thought you would expect. Not true. Not true. I guess it's a smoothie simply because I feel like that's a nice way to start the day, but it wouldn't be, like... It, it, I can't say it's, like, my favorite breakfast. Like, if I wanted to eat something I loved every day, it would be like, like some eggs kind of stuff. I should make more omelets. Mm. You should. I should. Absolutely. Yeah. I really like yogurt, <laughs> but <laughs> this is so interesting. <laughs> I really like Tom, yogurt. Tom and I talked about food for like an hour oh, wow. last episode. I, I don't, I don't think I could ever, I mean, also, no. so I, I literally asked, what do you like for breakfast? Yeah. <laughs> so this true. is what this question is about. Well, I've been eating yogurt for breakfast for the past week, but I don't like doing that because I actually like yogurt as like my afternoon snack. That's a good, first of all, that is like top tier afternoon snack. Yeah, right. And like, do you I, put granola in it? So I do. And I like to put a little bit of chocolate in it. No, so, there's this like, brand that puts chocolate in the granola that oh, I love. Oh, I should look into that. It's the yeah, best. It's and the I best just, granola. It tastes like a dessert, but it's like, it's healthy. I am a bit, I'm like, very health conscious, um, probably more so than I should be. But so to me, that's like a dessert. Like yeah. last summer when I eliminated everything, my dessert every night would be yogurt with, um, I couldn't eat, I couldn't eat Coke, like cacao. So I wasn't eating dark chocolate. It would be like, <laughs> oh my God, it's so pathetic now that I'm saying it out loud. It would just be yogurt with a little bit of like the special chocolate protein powder and frozen banana bits. My, oh my God, my life is so sad. <laughs> I will say that one of my favorite desserts that I've had recently isn't too far off from that. Mm. It was just yogurt, some berries, and some chocolate. Wow. So, like, I don't... I mean, fruit, some sweet, and some yogurt. I guess it's more so just, like, the protein powder. Like, that's not... Just what you have... The ingredients you have to play with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Me and Rachel were eating breakfast together the other morning, and I was just kind of looking at what she was eating, and it was some kind of goo. I'm like, what what you got going on there? And she was, I forget how she introduced it, but... Stardust. Stardust. 
list. Um, but she uh, she was like, oh, well, I kind of experimented with my food this week. Uh, so she, I blended together coconut milk with just regu- with just other milk, but she's vegan. So I was like, what milk? And she's like, almond. I'm like, oh, obviously, sorry. Uh, I uh, put together like coconut milk, almond milk, and two scoops of protein powder, and then some chia seeds and like something else. And it kind of made this like little like gooey consistency um but this is a little like more liquidy than it should be because there's only one scoop not two scoops of protein powder would you like to try it i did i mean it was good rach but i mean i'd say just eat some yogurt and then she got up and (laughs) and she got up and left and came back in uh she got up and left to go to work and she came back in and was like oh by the way i just let you know that you can see a rainbow on our door right now okay bye and then she But on her way out the door, I had, like, these flowers that, uh, like, I was at a bar, and there was, like, a wedding party going on in the back, um, and they, like, I just was able to snag one of the extra flower bouquet things, and it's, like, kind of a weird-looking thing, and she's like, also, another thought, um, before you throw that away, I think you should try to draw it. I think that'd be really nice, nice for you to to sketch. Okay, just a thought. I'm gonna leave now. (laughs) just... I love our interactions so much. They just genuinely make me so happy. Well, yeah. Well, Are you kidding me? That was that was so pleasant. I feel like that I've never hearing that story is the closest I've ever had to an experience close to that. Yeah. Like just that amount of pleasantness in one like oh, man. three minute period. I'm a, I'm picturing. Do you want to hear about Scoby? I feel like uh, you, Rachel, you and Rachel deserve that story uh, to be told. Mm, excellent. Excellent. Yes, I agree. I will so, get a cookie, though. Oh, and then we'll talk about that. Um, so, Rachel. I'm just hungry. Started to make, food. Rachel started to make um, kombucha. Uh, uh, like around Christmas time because her mom makes it and she tried to make it at our place and I don't know if you know like uh, whatever it was it was scoby is like the bacteria in kombucha so we had this like giant jar on top of our fridge for just, just real quick explain kombucha for someone who might not know what it is um kombucha is a fermented like drink it's just a fermented tea yeah fermented tea it's uh, fizzy and um it has living cultures in it. Um, and so on top of our fridge, we had this like giant jar with this scoby at the bottom. And for full disclosure, I kind of just like started forgetting about it. And like, I thought the scoby was actually a giant tea bag, but then I had, uh, my ex was over for the first time and he like looks at on top of the fridge and he's like, like I was telling the story. He's like, I'm sorry. I haven't listened to a word you said because what the hell is that? And I was like, Oh, that's the SCOBY. And I had no idea like what the consistency was. And then one night it's like 1130 and Rachel starts cracking up from, and she's like, Laura, get in the kitchen. And she's throwing the SCOBY out, but she's like, feel it. It smells disgusting. I'll also post this on Instagram. I guess it looks like, like the a combination between a raw chicken and a fetus, and it has the strange. It looks like something that would come out of Sigourney Weaver's stomach. Um, and uh, Rachel starts to throw it away, but then she's like, "Actually, I'm kind of sad. Like, Scoby's alive. Like, it's like I feel like we shouldn't throw it away." And I was like, "Do you want to have a funeral for Scoby?" And she was like, "I kind of do." So about a, we held on to Scoby for another week, and then about a week later on a Friday, we, I saw you that day. You did see me that day. Yeah, saw you as you guys were embarking mm, on that journey in our Wiccan esque outfits. We looked like like Rachel had these. 
this big old black hat on, as did I. Rachel had these black, black lacy gloves, like combat boots. Like I had this like long black jumpsuit on, and we like walked. Y'all some hot little witches out there. Hot little witches. On a Friday night. <laughs> on a Friday night, going to go do some ritual shit. We fight. Some hood rat ritual shit. <laughs> we fight to Texas Beach. And we went to bike to Texas Beach and walk as far as we can. And, like, I'm just kind of waiting for Rachel to stop walking. I was like, when are we going to stop walking? She was like, I was kind of thinking whenever we stopped seeing people. <laughs> we never did. So we just kind of went off to the side, um, poured one out for Scoby, poured a little bit out for Scoby, and then just, like, tossed him in the water and watched him sink and uh, set some wine for him and <laughs> called it a day. Mm. Rest in peace, Scobes. <clears throat> Didn't, uh, didn't you post something on Instagram about, mm-hmm. like, a little couple days later, the te- a text? Like, I miss Scobie. Yeah, Rachel returned to Texas Beach and um, took a photo and was... Scobie's still there? Uh, well, I'm sure he's... I mean, Scobie's everywhere, really, if you think about it. Like, energy <sighs> is never destroyed or... <laughs> Scobie's still with us. Um, he's probably in the water somewhere. Rachel did point out, because I kept calling Scobie he, she was like, isn't it interesting, though, that you're using he pronouns um, just mm. to define, like, to to label Scobie? Just a thought. Um, I mean, what is Scobie the he? I guess Scobie's an it. I kept calling it an amoeba, but I realized that probably wasn't accurate. I just really like that word. I mean, I guess there's no, I, in my mind, there's nothing wrong with um... <laughs> Just giving Scoby one. Yeah. He and Scoby. I thought we were going to name it. I want to do like Toby. I thought Scoby was the name. A Scoby is like what it is. That's what it's called. A Scoby. Why can't it be? Why can't it be named what it is? There's someone named human out there. Yeah, definitely. Person. That's true. I just like names. I really like names. Well, why don't you, um, I'm sure you thought of one. Well, yeah, it was like Toby or Mosby. <laughs> I didn't get that creative with it. Toby. <laughs> Toby the Scoby. Toby like, the Toby. Like he's gonna be like on a cereal box someday. <laughs> Joby. Yeah. Boby. Mm-hmm. You can go through the alphabet. <laughs> Noby. <laughs> that last one wasn't real. Moby. Moby Dick. There you go. There's one. Yeah. So eggs. Can't eat eggs anymore. I don't really know. I eat them occasionally, but I don't make them anymore. Hmm. How's that cookie tasting, though? I've had, like, four. Yeah? They're good. Maybe I'm just hungry. I don't know. I don't eat cookies, so it seems, like, appropriate to eat some on the show. Yeah, why not? Um, I brought them for you, so... Well, it's not often I, uh... It's not often I turn down something that someone brings. Hmm. Can't think of a time where I have... Unless it was just for them. There. I think it was just for them. Um, God damn, I had a thought. I'm going to go back to one of the pins. Oh, yeah. Telling stories to families. Mm. I thought that was worth pinning. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting. I, like, don't think... I've been having this thought so often lately, like... My sisters are arguably the closest people in my life. Um, They're my best friends. I talk to them every day in a group message we have. Um, But we don't know the in and out or workings of each other's lives at all. Like, I hardly know what's going on in my sisters' lives. And like the specific day to day, the stuff. specific day to day, or even like what they do at work, other than what they tell me. Like, they hardly know anything. Today about. at work, this thing happened. Yeah, 
And like, you don't know like the, what they do though. Yeah, and no. I think about that with situations I'm in. Like even right now, like this arguably would not be a situation my sisters would ever really be in. Like they, I guess I have interactions with people that they just like would never think that they would have. Like something like this. Like oh yeah, my friend has a podcast, and mm-hmm. I'm on his podcast tonight. We're just going to hang out and talk, but, like, they don't have friends with podcasts. They're just like, okay, cool. But, like, and also just thinking about, like, my parents, like, I've recently just been thinking, like, you know, in high school or a certain point in life, they're, like, always needing to know where you are. But, like, they have no idea where I am. I would say, like, 95% of the time, like, it's interesting. And same with stories. I don't tell them that many, as many stories as I'd think. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I realized that it was maybe... I don't remember when it was, but I stopped calling my, I stopped like calling my mom every week mm. or like every, not you like stopped it, doing it. Not, like I stopped calling her as much as I used to. Yeah. <clears throat> I used to like just to call, just to check in, just to see what's going on. And we'd like talk forever long and I kind of update her on that, that situation a little bit. Yeah. But I think as it's, as life's gone on, I've gotten older or whatever. I've stopped updating the family with the, with the minutiae or the stories. Because, yeah. well, and, and I guess for me, it's like, I don't think they would relate or understand or they wouldn't get that version of me because they've always known this other version of me. Mm. And so I don't think that they would uh, would necessarily appreciate the story because they're not, that version, it's like the, the whole concept of that version of me wouldn't be friends with that version of them. My, the, my parent or my aunt or uncle kind of thing. So you wouldn't tell them the story like, um, the one any any story about like I don't know maybe you have different aunts and uncles you're looking at me like I'm wrong. no I'm sorry I just like was semi zoning out but also completely listening to you <laughs> I was also thinking about the fact that I wish I had more caffeine so all of a sudden I'm like kind of tired but uh-huh. <laughs> no I entirely get what you're saying though like I don't yeah I yeah it's just weird because at, at a certain point in your life you just like only start to know things about each other. Or about people that you would arguably say are some of the closest people in your life mm-hmm. from random little check-ins um, and random little phone calls. Like, mm-hmm. no, I feel that. Um, me and my grandma recently have started. Well, I call. I was calling her every week, but like, I gave her shit in a loving way, and now like she calls me every Wednesday at four because um, she just needs a schedule. And like, we do little check-ins, and it's great. But like, she doesn't know so much about me. But I, I mean, she's like one of the most prized people in my life. Um, yeah, no, my, like, my, my dad and I, though, we do talk every day, and, like, when I was in New York, and it's because I call him, dad, call me, uh, whenever my dad calls me, I think something's wrong, <laughs> and I'm like, dad, you can call me more often, you know that, right, and he's like, but you're all, I just know you're gonna call me, like, when I was in New York, and I finally saw him after, like, three or three or three or four months, um, <laughs> I was like, did you miss me, and he was like, I mean, I did, I did, but also, like, I just, like, sometimes I forget that we're so far apart because we just talk all the time. And I was like, that's so beautiful. (laughs) Oh, oh my God, I'm crying. But, no, like, I don't know where I'm going with this either. But, yeah, it's just, like, you kind of slowly stop telling people things because, like, you're becoming a a person. Like, you're becoming who you are. Stand alone. I'm getting further from the nest kind of thing. Yeah, like, I was with I guess my thought. That's my thought. Yeah, and I was with a friend today, and he said that, like, it wasn't until after he stopped playing lacrosse... And, um, like, went to college that he actually realized who he was. Because he had this interesting point of saying, like, for a while I, like, lacrosse to find who I was. And then when I didn't have lacrosse anymore, I was like, who am I? Um, And he's like, and I didn't figure out who I was until I was 21. And I'm 23, and I'm just like, I 
don't know who I am, but I'm like, hmm. I've figured it out more than I ever have. And it's a completely different person than like the Mara, my uncles and aunts grew yeah. up knowing and that even my parents raised. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. so much of it is the same, but like, I mean, yeah, the conversations you have with like, this is not a conversation okay. I could have with so many people. You know? Like the idea of saying like when I, the idea of trying to tell my family, like when I found the, the use, like I found myself or like when I kind of figured something out, when I, when I got to the next step or when I like matured or whatever, yeah. like the idea of telling one of my family members that story, it's like, I don't, they might think I'm crazy. Yeah. They might think they might be like, Oh no, he's one of those like millennials. I, I definitely, I'm a millennial. I'm a, okay. That's something I saw on the kids, Katie. Okay. Katie said that I was like, is that. Is that, like, a new term that I'm missing out on? <clears throat> Katie, uh, I was, me and Katie were talking about Will Smith. We were talking about music. We were going to play Angela's, and we were talking oh. about Will Smith. And, and she's like, I was thinking this earlier today. I'm a, I'm not a millennial. I'm a millennial. And then she posted it, I think, last night or something. Yeah, after we, I after, did after, after she After she tested it on me, I loved it. Yeah. And she's like, this is this is ready to go. Yeah. That's not, not, not what she did. I'm just, just kidding. Hey, we're not going to tell Katie we talked about her on the podcast. Instead, we're going to see if Katie listens to this whole episode. So, Katie, we're going to know. We're going to know. No, I, but I get what you're saying. Like, there's so many things that, like, I would hesitate to, so many uh, words and ways I phrase things that I would not use with my parents because I'm just like, they're just going to roll their eyes and be like, Mara. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) they have this, my family has this ongoing joke that I just don't really think is that funny Um, Mm -hmm. because it doesn't make sense. They're just like, when I moved to Richmond, like, I would do little things, and they'd just be like, oh, that's so Richmond. And, like, like, oh, Mara, like, Shannon, my sister Shannon bought me white sneakers for Christmas two years ago. And my dad just like, oh, my gosh, that's so Richmond. And, like, one of my family members is like, can't you just see Mara on stage in her white sneakers with her, like, and my sister Lana got me a leather, brown leather backpack. With her white sneakers and her brown leather backpack doing improv. Oh, she's so Richmond. <laughs> like, when I got overalls, so Richmond. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, yes, these are things you see around the city, but they're also things you see in every city in America. <laughs> and it's like, I don't even think, like, I'm that, quote-unquote, Richmond. Like, I don't... There's a lot of people out there that, like, look way more... Um, Richmond. Yeah, Richmond than I do. Like, yeah. if that makes any sense. Like, I don't have any tattoo. Oh, I do have a tattoo. Just kidding. <laughs> I have a dot. I have a dot. Have you seen it? Mm-mm. Okay, it's, in, it's on my hip, but if you want to see it, yeah. I'll show you real quick. A little intimate. See that? Yeah. That's a tattoo. Why did you get a dot? <laughs> So I was uh, 19 and drunk, and um, my ex's roommate was a former tattoo apprentice. And uh, so we were like sober early in the day, but we were just like, let's get little tattoos today. Um, like, at, like when we go to this party later tonight. And so his roommate gets to the party, and like we had been drinking, and I just had not decided what I wanted, and neither did he. And I also was like, well, I'm not going to commit to something, like, major. So I was like, can you just, like, put a little dot on me? Like, make it look like a mole. And so it's on my hip. It really does just look like a mole. Um, And then my ex was supposed to get it on his ribs, but I guess forgot that he decided ribs and I decided hips. So he has it in the exact same spot. So technically, I have matching dot tattoos with my ex-boyfriend. And my mom hates tattoos. And my dad hates them, too, but he's also... My dad's philosophy is like, I mean, it's your body. Do what you want with it. But, like, Mm -hmm. I think it's stupid. Um, And so when I came home, I was like, guys, like, 
when I, you know, visited, oh my goodness. when I visited my, my ex or my boyfriend in, you know, Nashville, we got, um, tattoos and they're matching and, um, I'm so like, let me just show it to you. And like, they, I like built it up and like, then I showed it to them and my mom was still angry and like gets up and leaves and she's like, oh, Mara. And then my dad like had put down his paper, had put it down for my story. And then he looks at me, he's just like, you're stupid. And then starts reading the paper again. I was like, I think it's funny because now my sister actually has a tattoo, but I like, whenever she talks about how much it hurt, I'm just like, oh, I know. I remember the pain now. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funny too. That's so funny. (laughs) Yeah, so. That just made me think, made me think of my birthmark, and I thought, like, mm. um... The one on your arm? Mm-hmm. It made me think of, like, I used to tell people it was a tattoo of an egg. Yeah. There's just, like, a dot on my arm. But, like, <laughs> I don't know, I just thought of that. It was, like, yeah, really fucking weird. Yeah, I like weird. it. It's, it's, a, it's a beauty mark, baby. But, like, the idea of, like, I got a dot. Like, yeah. you have a dot. I have a dot. You've, I finally found someone who can trump me. Yeah, it's just genuinely a dot, and, yeah. Great. <laughs> also, like... No, this is cool. This is, <laughs> nah, it's just cool as shit. Like, what, 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 got, what spawned the tattoo? Uh, uh, just the fact that my ex's roommate knew how to do so no, before tattoos. That. Before oh, that. um, oh, that I'm not very Richmond. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was it. Yeah. Hmm. I guess that's what I'm saying about like not, yeah, not telling them certain things because they don't. Through your eyes, through your filter, through your scope, like, that's normal. That's, like, that's just how you are. And to them, it's it's abnormal or it's, like, weird. It's, like, oh, you're this other thing. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, oh, well, then I bet if I said this thing, you would think, oh, you're this other thing mm-hmm. about that, too. Totally. And so it's, like, it makes it difficult to communicate with just different people in general. And it's really, I just love how you were, like, these the people who I'm closest with don't really know me as well as some people who have only seen or only know a piece of me. Yeah. The last pen. A piece of me. Yeah, no, it's so true. Um, which I guess I was actually like kind of going back to like something I was thinking about earlier. Um, cause you made a comment that like you have only known a part of me for a little while. And I think specifically at the theater, like, I don't know how to phrase this. I, uh, I do have somewhat of like a flaky persona and just like, that's like, like, I mean, that's a word that has explicitly been used to describe me by people at the theater. Um, just like very like in and out, which is fair because like, you know, I suddenly left to go to New York. I, um, do plays. I'm in and out of the theater. Um, but I, I I forget what I was going to say, like where I was going. Like people, I guess, I don't know, I guess... Knowing I, a piece of you, they, yeah, only, see, they, only, just, they only see that side yeah, of you. Yeah, I guess I just... I float around so much that people only get to know a small part of me. Mm-hmm. And But I don't intend that. Like, I want to be more present. I want to get to know everyone. Um, but, like, I just have this thing where, like, I just put so much on my plate. Like, that's mm-hmm. why it took you this long to get cookies. So, the cookies. I, wonder, I, I don't know if I brought this up. So... <laughs> Please. Um, back, back, back when I was in 301, mm-hmm. I was a TA or I was an intern rather. Um, and you were an intern mm-hmm. <laughs> and oh, you really? asked me to cover, uh, what are you, when you're like shifts uh-huh. or you said, whoever covers this shift, I'll make them cookies. Which I don't know why I promise because I'm a terrible baker. And I took you up on it. 
because I was like, I like cookies. I was going to go anyway. I'll tech or whatever. I think I got out of it, actually. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, so you don't even deserve these. Yeah. I took it. But Jonathan later told me when we first, like, had, I think, our first, like, real friend talk, he was just like, what, what, what was your, like, impression of me at the time? Oh. I- well, yeah. The only... So, hmm. This was, like, right around the time I just got on Detective. Uh-huh. So I only really knew Anthony a little bit. Uh-huh. So him and I weren't really friends yet, but I knew, like, I like we were friends. And, um... I knew that you guys were friends, and the only things I knew was that, and the fact that you had asked to cover, you had asked for a lot of covers on your on your internships, and you, you never covered back, and I was nope. so mad. I was so fair. I was just like, who's this person who is just here? Doing this thing, yeah. So that was Who that gets was covers and promises cookies. And then, yeah. but, but again, that was well. And I, I think I said the same time, and I've said this on the show before. Like, I think it was Dan's episode. Like, uh, I don't like Anthony when I first met him either, because he flaked on uh, tiny bladders. Oh yeah. And I, but I also said in that episode, it made perfect sense why he did mm-hmm. because we were not organized, and I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. But at the time, I was pissed. At the time, that was what it was, but it wasn't what it was. Yeah. But so, like, so yeah, I didn't like I didn't like you when I first met you at all. Oh no, that's totally fine. Um, well, yeah, no, that interning season for me, like, that was that was about that was a couple of months before I was deciding to go to New York. That was like a really shitty winter for me. Like, basically, yeah. my whole winter, and like half the time I asked for covers, it's just because I wanted to stay in and not do anything. Like that winter, I think, was very defined by me. Um, smoking most nights, watching The Office in bed with Peanut, and mm-hmm. Snapchatting what I thought was funny to people, which I didn't need because they've seen The Office. Um, and so, like, but that was definitely, like, uh, and not only was I just, like, not wanting to go to the theater, it was also, like, uh, it just kind of ties into, like, I have this issue where, like, my, so I have, like, a lot of anxiety, like, sure. as a lot of people do, but, um, and, like, I get, if I'm just sitting around and have time to, like, think and just be with myself, I get, like, super anxious, and I just don't like it. I need to be moving. So, as a result, I tend to overcommit to things. Like, I will straight up say to you, and this, honestly, I'll be completely honest with you, this has happened when we've tried to schedule the podcast sometimes. Like, you being like, hey, does Thursday at 2 o'clock work? I will say to you, yes, and, like, part of me will, like, mean it. But then in the back of my mind, I'm like, I actually know that's not going to work because I have something at 2.30 on Thursday. But I'll just deal with that later. Not healthy. <laughs> not healthy. I'm I'm aware of it. Um, and so I just, like, pile so much on that, like, I end up just being super flaky and have to back out of things. And it's not because I don't want to do everything. And it's not because I'm trying to be, like, not genuine. It just really is, like, something I'm working on. But, like, I'm just, like, so anxious when I have nothing. That I'm just always, like, as my friend said the other day, like, you always have something brewing. And I'm like, yeah, but, like, I don't want that. Like, even now, I have, like, some things ending soon. Like, the play and, like, my job with the, the film festival because it's semi-seasonal. And I was just texting my sister and I was like, I think I'm going to go on a trip in June. Yeah, I think it's time to go somewhere. Like, I'm just always trying to have something. Um, and, like, my, um, like, when I was dating this guy not a little while back or a few months back, like, he... 
I guess I was telling him this story and he was like, I'm sorry, I think you've told this to me, but like, I just actually have a really hard time keeping track of everything because you just like do so much and it's just like, you're the busiest person I've ever met. But like, in my head, I'm not busy. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just like, I guess, I don't know. I just you're you're taking time. all your free time and you're saying, this is something I want to fill with this. <clears throat> so you're not like, ah, oh, I'm busy. You're just like, ah, oh, I'm going to do this thing. But it's something I want to change, you know? Like, I want to mm-hmm. be able to be okay, like sitting still um and like i need to like say no more and i need to not commit to as many things like my mom has told me that i've always wanted to do everything which Mm -hmm. is why i kind of sometimes feel like a jack of all trades master of none but like i feel that way with like social environments too um or social commitments because i just like yeah uh but i guess so yeah that's just making me think i don't know have i has this been going on too long no we're at like hour half oh cool well, yeah, because um, I've been trying to find ways to, like, train myself to be okay with, like, not doing anything. Um, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, like, because I... What is what is not doing anything entail? Well, like, okay. sitting at home and, do, like, watching TV? Yeah, like, even then, I'm, self-care. like, I'm, like, overthinking everything. Like, I'm always... Like, this is the thought I had earlier when we were talking, but, like, I had this, like, wiring for a while that, like, everything I was doing had to be productive and had mm-hmm. to be, like building towards something I want to be. Like if I want to be a writer, then like, even if I was watching, cause I do have an interest in television writing and I, I like to write scripts. Um, but like I would be watching TV and I'd be like, well, maybe I shouldn't be watching this episode of this show because I've already seen it and I should be watching like a pilot of a different show so I can better understand pilot structure. Like that's how my mind was working. And mm-hmm. like, it's something I'm really grateful for about like New York. Um, is it taught me to just like find so much value in just interactions with people. Cause like yeah. this, like, I guess I could argue like this isn't being productive, but like, no, there's like, I'm gaining so much from being with you tonight. And yeah. it's at the very least, it's just like happiness and a human connection. And a great um, smoothie. Yeah. And a great smoothie. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And yes. So I'm trying to be better about like just being alone and, being okay filling my time alone. Like Rachel is leaving all of June and I'm pretty anxious about that because I just don't do well alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I start being like, I need to like overcommit. So I guess something that I've been doing to like, I guess this answering your question of like doing nothing, just at home hanging out by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, something I've been filling my time with is I started taking guitar lessons. Yeah. Was, I saw a post about that. Yeah, that was my new year's resolution. Um, cause I've had like five chords I've been able to play like for years now. Um, but I started taking lessons with Steve at fan guitar ukulele. I uh, highly recommend him. He's wonderful. We started taking lessons in, um, January and it's just like the way of describing it. Burped again. Damn seltzer. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even... I just let it happen. I was just, just like... I just like... I just passed her. <laughs> just and then you're like... Bring it back. So, you know, candle in the wind. Um, <laughs> but this is the first time I am making art or mm-hmm. doing art where it's for no reason other than just enjoying it and doing it for myself. Like, I don't want to be, I don't need to be in a band. I don't need to do an open mic. Like I'm not doing this because I'm like, Oh, this is going to make me better. Like as an improviser. I can't wait to perform this. Yeah. It's not that kind of <clears> stuff. It's just like, I'm just doing it for the first time. And I was like, I want to play guitar. It looks fun. It looks fun. And it is. And I can hardly play anything, but like I could like, it's so enjoyable and so good for like anxiety. And it's just been something that I've been like, really you can do it about. at home by yourself. Yeah. So highly recommend finding things that you can do at home by yourself. 
Absolutely. Find find something that makes you happy and do that. Yeah, exactly. And I do apologize for be, for flaking out. Oh, that's thank you. Because <laughs> I it's, that's it's the right thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, saying sorry is correct. Because yeah, I um yeah, and I I have apologized to a few people in our community yeah. um, because of that. Because I'm just and I also have this issue where I like withhold information until the last minute because I don't want to disappoint mm-hmm. someone, and that just ends up being bad. Being the worst. Well, it's it's um. The funny thing is, like, I, I tell that story in jest now because yeah. I know you, and to me, it's just like, that Mara. <laughs> I love that girl, but yo, remember the cookies thing? Do you remember the cookies? <laughs> so, like, yeah, no, no, now that's dead, but it does. it's not that that kind of a joke, but uh, it's a good joke for us. It's a, I mean, yeah, I'm glad it's on this. I'm glad it's like yeah. recorded, but like, <laughs> no, I um, I, I don't, I don't, I, I guess to to bring it to like the things you were saying that the full encompass uh, encompassment of why like and how it's applied more. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think the the mindset I've had, whether it's overall or with you specifically, has been, um. I, I don't know, just like the, the letting, letting cancellations happen. Mm. Um, I don't know if, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's because I want to be generous with that because I would want someone to be generous with me if I needed to cancel, whether it was for a real reason or just because I needed a day in kind of thing. Like one of, one of the things that, um, I've I've been flaky with recently is this show. I've missed two weeks in the past like two months mm. because I was like I don't have a guest. I don't have the mental energy to do an episode during this perfect two hour block. And actually, I think one of, one of those two hour blocks. So like I'll hit Mara up because if she can get in, then that's worth it. But like otherwise, I uh, I don't have it today. Yeah, kind of thing. Um, so I think to me, it's like I just get that you're a human now, whereas before I was just like. This girl. Well, that was also uh, right at the... It's so funny, because we were talking about... Um, I was talking about... Mat- I don't know if you chimed in, but like the maturation and like um, getting away from that level. Being so Richmond. Yeah. Um, the idea that like the, the person who you are now, quote-unquote, is somehow different. Uh, because you've grown, but, but they haven't grown in the same way. Mm-hmm. So they might not understand. Well, they, they might also have that growth section be able to interact with people on that same level i don't know i'm getting way too ridiculous with no, it but like just it. the idea of, um once i hit the i had i hit a point where it was like that's an understanding that i have now it's just like people are people people are trying their best let's just make this as pleasant an experience as possible be 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 gracious and that people will do that to you kind of thing that's the better word gracious not generous um and so for me it's like when it comes to that with you and or in general, it's like, in my mind, it's like, I would rather be super supportive of that move than not because I just feel like, like, <laughs> it's so simple and so dumb, but like, what happens if I don't? Then I'm just mad at you. Yeah. Cool. That's so pointless and such a, it's such a bad energy to hold on to. Just like, I don't like Mara <laughs> and I'm going to make sure that I don't forget it. Right? Yeah. So I think I reached a point where I was just like, fuck that. I don't know. I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. To me, yeah. It, it wasn't important. I was just like, that's a, it's it's so dumb to look at this as such a huge big deal. Like, you, ha- you had to go do your thing. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. It's so f- 
first impressions are so funny. Um, I actually mm-hmm. had this thought today. It was, I mean, it was just out of a conversation with someone, but like that even if a first impression is a good first impression, it's not entirely real. Like it's about the consistency. Yeah. Can you maintain that impression? Yeah. Or at least some level of an average of a positive one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I will say that, um, uh, I've talked about this really healthy relationship that I was in. We dated for two and a half years. Um, ended amicably still talk occasionally kind of thing. Um, when we first met, she hated me. She was like, I think, I think the first thing she said, we had, we worked together. We were pedicabbers and I corrected her on jargon that I had corrected so many people on before. It was just like, if you say, if you say this word, it's illegal and we could lose our jobs kind of thing. So I was just like doing like a job of like, Hey, I just want to like say, Everything's fine. Like you're doing a great job because she was new, but I was just like, you have to say it this specific way. And I think the first thing she told me, she said to her friend when I, when I left was like, who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> like, fuck him. That's and I was so just funny. like, man. Yeah. So the idea of first impression, I'm just like, now I don't hold on to it as much because yeah, like yeah. I look at these, look at you, look at Anthony, um, I can't think of another one, but I also know that people have, I have definitely rubbed people the wrong way because of me Yeah, <laughs> the I mean, first time. It, 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 like, I guess something that I, I, I'll, bleh, something else I think about is like, and also you don't know what state of mind that person's in that day. Like, oh yeah. You don't know, like, like if my first, impre- if your first impression with me was like, I was like a real jerk, maybe I had a horrible day or like vice versa. Yeah. And that's something I've been trying to be like more empathetic about. Um, it was just a tangential thought to something that I think about regularly. Um, some of my favorite interactions and what I believe are some of the most authentic interactions you will ever have are with toll booth operators. Oh, I not, not where I expected this to go. I live for going through tolls because I love interacting with toll booth operators. Fuck you. Easy pass. I I don't have an easy pass. I get, I, and you know what? Fuck exact change. I'm going for full service every time. I really do because I just love it. Like you can have, it'll be like some of them. Oh my gosh. Now that I'm like getting into it, please. Toll booth operators sometimes make my day. Absolutely make my day. Like, there's... I can think of just, like, not too long ago, I only had 30 cents, and it was a 70 cents toll. And I was like, sir, I'm so sorry, but, like, I don't have enough. Can you give me one of those little slips? And he was like, how much do you have? 30 cents? And he was like, let's call it 70. And he's like, you have a great day. And I'm like... That really did just make my day. And, like, I, like, try to be as, like, nice as possible. I and like he listens to this show. I do, too. Like, I mean, I've oh some God. of my most... And, like, I've never really had a bad interaction with them. But, like, I always have either, like, a really great one or, like, a pretty fair and average one. Like... But it's not often that they bring you down. It's like you're it's on not your. Often. They bring you're you like down. probably on your way to work, and it's like a volleyball set out of nowhere, and then you're just like, yeah. "I'm gonna ace this fucking day." Yeah, I love going through tolls. Absolutely, like, I went through one today. I'll support the shit out yeah, of that. I went through one today, and it was the one on Nickel Bridge. Um, it only cost thirty five cents. Go through it, guys. And um, Mar just rolls through the toll. It just like goes and <laughs> does a U turn and goes back just to check in. I don't. <laughs> hey, I don't need to cross it. I just need to like do the loop. 
boop. No, see my boys. So sweet. And like sometimes they like you they're in such a good mood. And I'm just like, that's amazing because your job, no offense, objectively sucks. Like you're in the small booth all day. Just taking change from people, just yeah. Taking change from people and like the, the the attitude energy they bring is yeah. awesome. And you can find such interesting details. Like some mm-hmm. of them wear gloves when they take the cash, which is so fair. Some of them mm-hmm. don't. Like, I don't know. It just, I don't know. I love toll booth operators mm-hmm. because I think it's such an interesting way to have an interaction with someone in like 15 seconds or less, essentially. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, I love this. <laughs> I, uh, I definitely don't maintain that positive energy all day at my job. So <laughs> I can't say my own was better. Right. So I get it. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> I love toll food operators. I remember we started. I don't. Oh, just I don't know. First impressions. And oh they, yeah, first impressions. For the most part, they've all given me lovely first impressions. So it just keeps going. They maintain. They maintain. That's what I'm saying. They maintain. They maintain a healthy average. They do. I mean, and and, and after a while, when you get to know someone better, and you see less of the, just a piece of them, and you the the how are you conversations, mm-hmm. they 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 sometimes are just gen like good, cool, yeah. great show, this that the little yeah. service level kind of thing. Yeah. Sometimes. And I've noticed this with myself where I'll just, I'll get into a thing I'm thinking about and I'll just like, what do you think about, oh, like I'm trying to figure out this like gap month thing. Like when I was trying to figure out my living situation mm-hmm. and it was just like, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out this or that. And like, I would just get into it with like Sean or someone. And it was just like, to a degree, I'm showing them another, another section. Like, mm-hmm. Hey, this is a real problem I'm having and this is how I'm feeling about it. And Oh, I don't know. I just, man, it feels, feels good to talk about it. Yeah. And so like, it's, it's cool because it's like, at first it's like, yeah, you only see that side, but like the first impression it's like, oh, well, how much of them did I see? Mm-hmm. The idea of don't judge a book by its covers because it, it won't tell you what is inside. Yeah. No, that's so real. And, um, it's something I'm trying really hard to do and that I encourage everyone to do is like, don't just give blanket responses. Like I'm the queen of saying like, oh, my day was fine. Like if someone's mm-hmm. like, how are you doing? Great. Fine. Um, just be real. Like, like someone said to me yesterday, I was like, I asked them how their day was and they said to me, you know, it's actually been pretty frustrating and here's why. And it wasn't in any way like unloading on me or giving me their problems, but I was like, thank you for that. Mm-hmm. I really appreciated that. Um, cause the more you talk about it and the more open you are, the more, I guess, normalized it's going to be. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, and also just, I guess, I don't know. I, uh, <laughs> I'll say this. This guy came up in the alley last night and the impression that I got was he was definitely like tripping on something. Mm-hmm. And he said a lot of really weird and borderline, very offensive things. Just like not cool. But like he said one thing that I was like, yo, that's true. <laughs> say, say that. Say more about that. <laughs> And he was just talking about manifesting like positive energy and like if you want if you have a goal like go for it like do it and uh, I just I thought that was super funny because I was like I had been thinking about specifically about manifestation of like this energy kind of thing and then you brought it up yeah and so that was super yeah. like okay universe listening that is uh, that's that, that's another thing that I've been oh and that too you the universe is is hearing you or whatever you texted me that and I yeah. oh, that's I something I, I um, so, <laughs> wait what I forgot what I was gonna bring you um, I don't even remember what what it was uh, what I, what, I, what we were texting about that's totally fine um, <laughs> no the universe has been really fucking with me lately I'm just like you listen like mm-hmm. hmm. the uh, I had it's it's almost criminal. Um, 
So I know that this show is most listened to by college people, and I'm totally fine with it. But like, I can tell by what episodes don't get a lot of downloads, and they're episodes of people who aren't a part of the show, a part of the theater. Like, people, nobody knows who this person is. Huh. Uh, Will Hicks was uh, Will Hicks number two. I know that name. He was in my 101. Mm-hmm. He did the fourth episode of the show. And then I brought him back for like 60 episodes later because I ran into him at Quirk. And I was like, I want to have you on the show again because I think you're fucking awesome. And he's like, you're still doing the show. That's great. Whatever. Came on. We talked. It was great. But that was at the height, uh, at the beginning of this, my uh, discovery and real connection with the idea of synchronicity. Just like, like allowing myself to, I think it's when I coined the phrase, play in the room of like uh, energy and the universe is listening kind of thing where it's just like, um, if I had been talking about cookies all day and then you're just like, Hey, I brought you fucking cookies. Like I literally pulled out the thin mints before you got there to put in my, put in the smoothie. So no. cookies is out there. Honestly, like I think, and I'm still, I'm still toying around with this idea, but I really do think <laughs> if you like ask for what you want, mm-hmm. like you'll get it. Like one person I love is Jim Carrey. I think he's a genius. I think he's one of the most talented people out there. One of the weirdest people out there. Sure. But that's a compliment. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I mean, if you, you probably already know this, but he like said that the first year he made, uh, I think a million dollars, he was like, yeah, I just stood outside in the field or something. And I just like said to the universe, I'm going to make a million dollars this year. And he did. Um, sorry if I mess up the numbers a little bit, Jim. I still love you. Um, but it's okay. He's a fan of the show. He's he'll, a fan of the show. He, he, he'd let it happen. He's exactly. Thank you, Jim, for understanding. So kind, Jim. Um, I would love to have a conversation with him. He's someone I'd want to be stuck in a room with. I would not ever want to be stuck in a room with Shia LaBeouf. That'd be weird. Um, there's a few people that like kind of freak me out. Gonna go ahead and write down stuck in a room so we can stay on this other track. Well, I've thought about that. We'll before. come back to this. Like I, I've never oh seen, I've never seen Saw, but I've explicitly had every single movie explained to me because I don't like horror movies where there's just like unnecessary pain. But I like am also fascinated by them, and I like wanted to know the twist, but I didn't want to know the twist without knowing the whole movie. So like me and this guy James Russell, um, he told spent two, like an hour like outlining the entire Saw films for me, all the Saw films for me. And like, I, when he, he was telling the first, have you seen Saw? Hmm? Yeah. He was telling me the first movie. Oh, uh, spoiler is... alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah. So yeah, he was telling me the first movie in detail. And then finally he, he was like, and then he gets up and leaves the room. And I was just like, Holy fuck. My mind is blown. But I was even watching it. And, um, I forget why. What were we talking about? Just before this. No, you'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm thinking synchronicity. Synchronicity. Stuck I in a room. So in my, I have this thing where I'm like, stuck in a room, stuck in a room. Sometimes I'm like, who would I want to wake up with in a room? <laughs> and who would I not want there? And there's one very, ex- like very specific person. Oh, <gasps> yes. Okay. So you know how, um, you know how, uh, who are best friends? It's, um, man, he played, he's in Freaks and Geeks. They're best friends from Freaks and Geeks. And they were, they did that Kanye West video. They recreated it where they're making out on the motorcycle. And he was in that new movie, The Disaster Artist. They both were, is it Seth Rogen and, uh, jo- Joe Scorlett? No, Levitt? no. They're friends. No, but it, he was, he, the guy, the creepy one that I'm thinking of is, I can see his face. He was in 127 Hours. He was in the first... Franco? 
James Franco and Seth Rogen. They're best friends, right? I think that might have been who I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. James Franco and Seth Rogen. I would never want to be stuck in a room alone with Seth or with James Franco. He terrifies me. Huh. But I could get behind being stuck in a room with Seth Rogen. And that's like <laughs> me. I can't do the Seth Rogen laugh. That's my that's my oh, it, it's my. deeper. Do <laughs> 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 we do this for ten minutes? Um <laughs> 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 We're gonna get this impression. We're gonna get it. Um but yeah, I that was Thinking about waking up alone in a room with James Franco was what made me start to wonder who would I want to wake up alone in a room with. So I'm picturing, <laughs> I'm picturing like a like a picture of the Pantone color of the year, like that peach for now. Mm-hmm. Picturing a peach colored room. Um, you're laying on this on a floor, like in mm-hmm. a white like gown or something, mm-hmm. like a like a sundress, yeah, with pockets. With pockets. I feel like that's always important to note. Um, so you're just like laying down, and you wake up, and you're like, oh. And then there's like a one one just big gap of wall where like lights coming down, and then right under the window, it's just James Franco just sitting there looking at you, just in full black long sleeve pants, just like sitting there, like, hello, Bara. That sounds terrifying to me. I find him to be a terrifying human being. And then it flickers, <laughs> like the whole room, the whole like picture flickers, and he disappears. <laughs> Yeah. And, then, and then, and then, like a, a, a similar to the wall, the hole in the wall, like a hole, like a, in the shape of a door, mm-hmm. it creaks open, and then like light floods in, and it's like like a door, like all right, here's here's you the here's the adventure. Just described my hell. <laughs> so thanks. <laughs> well, can't get any. Uh, I mean, I feel like me describing it makes it like way easier to deal with, like. Imagine me narrating. I'm just like, uh, okay. Even bad things like, uh, okay, well, I guess this is happening, but yeah, I mean, that's actually, at least it's peach, right? Like the walls are peach. Like that's a good, that's a good picture. Uh, like is, peach. That is. No, that, that similar conversation. I don't know why I remember this so explicitly, but one of the first conversations that I had with, um, one of, it was a boy I met from high school and we started dating a few years later, but one of the first conversations we had that made us friends we were in choir together and like for some reason there was just like a random table up at the front of the room and just like I don't know a random water bottle or something was sitting on it and for some reason I just had the thought and I like vocalized to him I was like wouldn't it be weird if you just woke up in a room just with that table and just with that water bottle on it and like no other context and he was just like yeah that would be fucking weird and I'm like cool hi I'm Mara it's <laughs> a good opener yeah <laughs> I like the idea of just uh, taking, like, what if you just woke up in a room, and the only thing that was in that room was this shelf and everything on it? What would you, like, that'd be weird, and it would be freaky, and you just wouldn't know what to do. There's a lot of, like, a w- lot of things on here that are just don't make sense and together. Now, now that I'm thinking about it a little bit more, it's probably scarier just to wake up in a room that you don't recognize, not just the singular object in the room. Well, once you get over the idea that, like, I'm in this room and I recognize you, are like, well, what what is this doing like, here? Like, why is this the only thing here? What if you recognize that thing, too? What if you? What if it will legitimately was, like, in three months and, like, I don't even have the shelf anymore, but, like, you yeah. wake up and it's there as is. Yeah. Are those all full or empty? Those are all full. Well, actually, the two on the end, those are the, those are the ones for, from Scott's drink. Um, those are about half. I did notice you have a lot of alcohol, but not in, like, a bad way. Like, it's in, a like, a very adult way. Um, most of the, so the two beers are just there on the shelf. Uh, people bring them in and they never get drank, so they just get put up. Um, and then the wine, actually, when I, when I buy wine, I just put it in here because it looks better. Yeah, it does. So I get my wine. 
Um, and then those are like actually show drinks. Like if anyone does want to try the Scots thing, like what is it? I it it's like car oil. I actually do want to try it, um, just to taste it because now I'm curious. You, how about you smell it? I smell it first because <laughs> it is a lot. It's car oil. I'm kidding. It's it, it, it's it's well, a I know. car. It's a it's a Maserati. Is what he calls it, and it's really strong. So you just mix the two together. Mm-hmm. It's like 50-50. Yeah, I hear I hear Scott's a liquor guy. Scott is it smells like no genius. Hmm, that smells like something. Huh. That smells like something else. Wow. I yeah. Smelling it was enough for now. I mean, I'm curious to taste it, but I would literally just have a sip. So we can you're, do a post show. You you're want. welcome to. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Um, synchronicity. Mm-hmm. So real. <clears throat> I um. So, real. so anyway, that episode was one of the first times that I. I was really feeling. I've, I've been really, really feeling synchronicity as a. Uh, Hang on, we're going to do this. I'm going to open the cookie. Yeah. It was worth it. <laughs> um, so that episode was really cool because it was like the first time I had a real, real, real good conversation about synchronicity where he was just agreeing, buying in, adding some new things. Will and Hicks. Yeah, Will Hicks. So like that one, that episode to me is like. I don't know. I think that was where I coined the, I, I remember how far I got in this country because I remember saying this. That's where I coined the term like playing in this room, like with astrology or whatever. Just like, I'm not saying I believe it's real, but when I play in the room that it's real, it's so much more fun. I like that phrasing, play in the room. Play in the room. I'm, I'm right now, I'm, I am 100% in the room where astrology to me is fun and I love to just buy into it. So when you said Virgo, I was dying. Oh, I, some of my favorite, I love, love when you send me stuff on Instagram. Oh yeah. Okay. I'll send you more. Cause I, I, I never it. know how much people like, how much I send. Well, I feel bad cause I only ever like your messages. But That's I, totally fine. You I love your messages. Like even Rachel said once, like Jonathan's just really good at responding to Instagram stories. I'm like, yeah, I am. I, the, the thing is, is like, I, I, it's, I just pull no punches. I'm just like, if I like your story, mm-hmm. I'm going to swipe up and I pick one of those eight emojis. Yeah, I'm going to fucking send you the I'm going to send it and it's going to be the, the right one. But uh, mm-hmm. with that and like sending uh, like astrology memes and stuff, I'm just like, I, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's fun to play in that room. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm in the same boat as you are. Cause Rachel's totally into it. And I'm like, I'm in it, but I'm also like, maybe not, but also like, the moons affect the tide, so who knows? Right? And we don't know. We don't know. Well, we that's, have no idea. So that's the fun thing. We're made right? of water. Yeah, that's the fun thing. It's like, there's this philosophy theory, or this theory of philosophy that's like, I, I want to say it's like, I want to call it like Pascal's theory, but it's probably wrong, where basically the whole idea is like, you should believe in God just in case God exists. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pascal's wager. Pascal's wager. Thank you. And mm-hmm. I just think that's so interesting because it's like, sure, I'm just going to believe in this because why not? Or I'm just going to toy with the idea. I really like the phrase play in that room because like, yeah, I will look at like astrology stuff or like I will look at stuff about God and I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this and I don't know how I feel about that. But like, mm-hmm. I'm kind of in it and I just like reading about it and like, mm-hmm. that is very accurate for Leo 
And I am a Leo. Although, I will say, ah. I, I had this rant with Rachel tonight. Oh, not, even, not much of a rant, but I was just like, I do have issues with some, like, the broadly defined character traits of Leos. Blankets. Yeah, because it is accurate that ego or Leos are egotistical and, like, sure. attention. I would say that's accurate for me. But, like, a lot of the attention that I want stems from um, insecurity. And it stems from just wanting interactions with people because I just crave human beings. Not because you're a goddamn Leo. Not because I'm a goddamn Leo. I don't know. It's funny because, like, I I have a Leo placement and I, like, I like attention. Yeah, everyone I I have an ego. Everyone has an ego. I don't have any yeah. ego. Death. So, like, and, and, I mean, the general argument is just like, ugh. They just write those things so vague they could apply to anybody. No. And for me, I, I mean... Maybe. I don't know. I, you know what it is for me? It's just like... It's 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 like an improv suggestion. It's just mm-hmm. like, I take from it what I want. I don't, ha- I don't have to use any of that shit. Yeah. It's just like, I'm in that room. I read that line. Yeah, only we get that line if I'm in that room. And that line helps me today. That line, uh, I, 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 I told Kimberly about this on her episode. I was like, I follow this page uh, that gives me my horoscope every day if I see the post. And for me, it's just like three lines where it's, it's just a random thing. And some days I'm like, no. that Or like I'll look back and I'm like, no. My lucky time of the day was not 5 p.m. That was the worst part of my day. But other days where it's just like, yo, 10 a.m. was lit, though. Like, I watched the best YouTube video today yeah. or something. You know, something that, like, like, when it works, it's so much fun. When it doesn't work, you're just like, okay, well then I'll just leave the room. I don't know. That, it's so fun. Yeah, that's like tying into like a consistent theme that's been in my life lately where like, and it just kind of also something we've been talking about, but like I've been really recognizing just the different sides of me and the different sides of me that like I show people. Mm-hmm. And I think that came, I keep bringing this up, but it came post breakup because I was like. That's a big part of your life. Come on. I mean, yeah, in this moment, it or I mean, yeah. Relevant and, to a lot of things you're going through right now yeah. and the things that affected you. Yeah. And so, like, in this post-breakup state, like, I, um, I kind of, like, got a little fucked up for a minute because I realized, like, this person that I was, like, like, oh, my God, I'm falling for this person so hard. But, like, now that I'm really thinking about it, I didn't really show him so much of me. Mm-hmm. And, like, as Rachel would probably describe it, like, I showed him, like, my Libra, like, ascending sign. Yeah. I think that's what she said. Uh, that no, that's is this, right. Is ascending like this the one that you like project to people? Rising, like, maybe I don't know. He, I think ascending and rising probably the same like yeah, thing. But I just think I just thought it was rising. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she said that I he probably saw all my Libra. My side. Leos are rising. But he oh nice. I'm a double Leo. I know that. I'm much. a double Libra. Oh, we've had this conversation. <laughs> um, but yeah, and like she was like she he hasn't seen so much of like your Leo side, which is like maybe not how I would have phrased it, but like. It's so true. Like I, which I guess just goes back into, goes back into me wanting to be like way more authentic with people. Like mm-hmm. this person, I was like, he knows a lot about me, but now that I'm really thinking about it, like I was not being myself. And so like, I think that helped me stop being broken up about it. Cause I was just like, you don't know me and that yeah. I didn't let you know me. And I got myself so emotionally hooked. And like, it's just so interesting. Like what sides you do and don't feel comfortable sharing, even when you think you are completely comfortable sharing it. Like, I think, I don't know. Okay, so the first thing I want to say is it's almost like you were playing in that room as a character. Like, when you went in that room, you were a character. And you walked out, you're like, he knows this He knows this version of me. Or this character or whatever. It's a character to continue the analogy. Not saying that it was a character. But then um, you were saying, what was the last thing you just said? Um, like, I thought I was letting him know sides of me, but he, I actually, like, wasn't. 
I mean, is that what I said? You said something else that was off of that. Mm, God damn. He was seeing my Libra side, not my Leah side. No, it was really towards the end. Uh, it, I stopped being broken up about it because uh-huh. I realized he just didn't know me. I was saying, God, this always happens. Oh, man. It was, um... <clears throat> You okay? Keep talking. I'll find. Okay. It. Um. Well, yeah. I just like that. That's been a really and some people who will listen to this have will know that like this is something I've really been stressing out about. Mm-hmm. Just like who, which side of me is authentic, and why can't I be completely authentic with certain people? And actually, I just told Rachel this today. Like she is so like she was telling me like she was on a date with a boy today, and he like complimented her soft hair, and she was like, "It only is soft because it's greasy, and I haven't washed it." And I was like, I fucking love you for saying that because I never would have said that on a first or second date with a boy. And she's like, I'm just being me. And actually also props to Rachel. I'm going to say something else that she said. Um, she was, she's seen this one boy and, uh, he likes, he does this thing where he doesn't actually like collect or make, he makes action figures in a very Sid like way from Toy Story, the first movie the first Toy Story, um, where he will buy them and then disassemble them and recreate new action figures. Um, awesome. Yeah. I want one. Yeah. He has a room dedicated to the, to it in his house. And, um, what a, what a weird concept. What a weird concept. (laughs) But like she was telling me that was unrelated. Oh no, no, it, it connects. It connects. Um, so she was with him the other day and he was just like, uh, he said to her, like, you're so beautiful. And Rachel's response was, and, uh, and I really like your mind and how smart you are. And you're so funny. Like she said that to him and he was like, okay, like, yeah, I get it. And she was like, she was saying to me, I realized like this guy only really likes me or is attracted to me or wants to spend time with me because he thinks I'm beautiful. And I, I said that, and I didn't realize that this is something she actually said to him. But she was like, I'm just another one of your dolls, aren't I? <gasps> and I'm like, oh, I'm like, God. oh my, because when she said that, I was like, oh my God, Rachel, that's so observant. Like, that's such a thing you would see in a movie. Like, oh wow, connections, characters, themes, ugh. And I, she was like, no, I said that. And I was like, bow down. I am bowing down. Like, because if someone, if, okay, a, Rachel, if okay. a guy told me I was beautiful, I would just be like, thank you. But like the best compliment I've ever gotten is that I'm funny or that like someone likes talking to me. Yeah. They like my heart. And I'm just like, Rachel, wow. Cause I, and I, I guess just to bring this back to what we were just saying, like I would never have felt comfortable saying that to someone on a first or second or even like fourth date I don't think and I think I just have a really hard time opening up and being me being genuinely you unabashedly yourself she is so unabashedly herself and it's I think the thing I respect the most about her that's something that I've been I've been trying on lately it feels weird yeah it feels that to me that's her saying that to me is just like I'm just another one of your dolls aren't I oh my god yeah it fucked my oh my god I was just like wow Oh man! Well, that's just like. Did he have a response? She said that he said, "Yeah," and I'm not sure. She just didn't really know like exactly what that "yeah" meant. But I guess just in a way where he was just like absorbing what she was saying, like it blew his mind too. He's like, "Yeah, cause, oh no, I have a thing. I have a huge thing to work on." Yeah, this has I'm been happening. Like, Whoa! Like, good for you for saying that. I can't. He was impressed. He was like, "You can." He was, Want to go? Let's leave. 
I gotta, I gotta go cry. You, <laughs> I gotta I to cry go this out. Evaluate my life. This is oof. <laughs> that is just. Mm, yeah. I just. Now, do you remember what you were gonna say? I don't know. Do I, I don't think I need to say anything else ever again. <laughs> oh man, right? That. that if that was a text post, like that would belong on uh, one of my favorite subreddits, "Murdered by Words." Murder by words. When people just shit on people, like with like facts and well typed mm. out arguments. Mm. Love that. Or just like a good fucking wit that is just yeah. stardust. It is stardust. Mm, that's some. That's what. That's like. I don't know what stardust is, but I. It's like it's Rachel. it's gotta it's gotta be a good thing. It is. And so I picture like whatever. I mean, Rachel is goodness, but like, whenever there's like a moment where she's like, that's the good thing that she did, it's like, that's Stardust. And that to me, like, because she said, I'm just like one of your dolls. I'm just like one of your dolls. That's so fucking fire. I know, That's right? so sad. That's so much. That's so a lot. That's all the words. She says the most profound thing sometimes, and I'm just like, let's touch nature. <laughs> I, I feel like I should touch nature now. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. Stop objectifying women. <laughs> Stop, object- stop objectifying woman. Go walk barefoot in the grass. Yeah. Do, do both of those things At the same with time. a cup of water and drink the cup of water. And when you're done, you can go inside. Just just do that for like a couple minutes a day and like let that see, see what happens. Yeah. Reap the benefits <laughs> as you will. No bad things that can happen to you. Nope. If it's raining, just stand on like a porch or next to an open window and just let the Or you know w- what? Some people, what's the quote? Some people get caught in the storm. Other people dance in the rain. I don't know. Dance in the fucking rain, you guys. Do it. You're just a shower inside. What are you doing? You're not doing anything. You're not busy. Yeah. Just fine. do it. <laughs> I'm like, who, who, who am I talking to? Very busy people. Probably people I know who are busy. That would be a time saver. Wow. Just strip down. I need to take a shower today. Let's, let's make the getting wet part very fun. Just like. Yeah, right. Outside. When's the last time you danced outside uninebriated? You know, actually, that's so funny um, that you're asking me that because it was a few nights ago. Good. Yeah, I was having, like, I don't know what it was, but, like, uh, it, it must have been Friday night. Yeah, so it was Friday night. It was after my play, and I was just in a really good mood. And I, like, had to walk a little bit further to my car in Scott's Edition, and I had my umbrella, and I had, like, some songs stuck in my head, and I just started dancing, like, twirling around and singing. Mm-hmm. That's something I've tried to do more, just singing. Yes. Like, um, like I've been singing while riding step, my step, bike. Step. Yeah. I'm singing <laughs> while I'm riding my bike a lot, like, pretty loudly, like, and people can hear me. Um, yeah, so it was actually a couple nights ago, and I was just, like, twirling. I was, like, using my umbrella in a very sing in the rain style, and at one point, like, someone, like, was starting to walk by me, and I was like, oh, I need to stop. But then I was like, why do I need to stop? Like, I'm not hurting him. I'm not crazy. And I'm just going to keep dancing. And it made uh, me so happy. Like, oh my gosh, it was great. Did he, what did he do? I just I just kept dancing. And he was just like, oh, hey. And I was just like, hey. And I just like kept going. I'm just like, that was really fun. Like, I don't know why that, that genuinely sounds scary. That sounds like a scary situation to face. Like, you did something. Like... Uh, just to bring this up again because it came, it popped in my head. Like yeah. when people tell me, like, "Oh, you're so brave for being on stage. You're brave for walking by somebody and continue to sing." Because that's something I would like hesitate to do. Like I was like, I should probably like chill out. Like okay, all right, I was just doing a thing. Like 
I don't know. That's my first thought is like, stop. No, mine too. And like, I like to, I jam in my car. Like I love driving and dancing. Whenever you pull up to that stoplight. But you stop and I've stopped stopping. You like, like whisper to like the, you like sing to like your passenger, your empty passenger seat because you don't want them to see you. Yeah. No, today, um, what, what song came on? Oh, Domino by Jesse J. I don't know if you know the song. You don't, don't. You don't need to know the song, but it's like. It's a fun song to dance to. And, and you wanted to fucking dance And I to. just was dancing to it in my car. And then I, like, got very self-conscious because I was just like, oh, this is, like, not a great song. I want people to think I have mm-hmm. a good taste in music. But then I was like, fuck it. This is what I want to listen to right now. Like, yeah. Nah, nah. yeah. <laughs> it was great. The, the thing I can relate to with that is when I bike home sometimes, I'm like, I'm enjoying the music so much. I'm just, like, dancing while I'm, like, biking. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is, like, the most fun when I'm like, so fuck this. This song is so great. I don't care. Yeah. I and yeah, such a great. Film. I recommend because this is something that's nice to do: walking down the sidewalk with your headphones in, listening to a song you like, and just dance to it. Also, since we're recommending things, yeah, uh, I recommend people go on more walks. Right, Lovely. I've been going on walks lately, just like alone or with someone. But like a walk is a great way. If you don't have a podcast, you should go on walks and have conversations with people. Yeah, because that is. There's nothing better than having a conversation with somebody on a walk. On a fucking walk. Yeah, I've had. Th- I've, I've. I highly recommend it. I I completely agree. Um, yeah, <clears throat> that's like instead of like getting drinks with someone for the first time you meet them, go on a fucking walk. Go on a walk. Like you can get so much. This cat is just nesting in my stomach right now, or in my lap, you, you, and I am you, loving it. You don't have to let it happen. But I like kind it. of want to. I'm so I'm not actually. Well, that's a whole nother game. I was just gonna say I'm not actually a cat person. I'm just like a peanut person. But this cat is very kind. Yeah, go on a walk, y'all. I tried to walk peanut once, and he wouldn't move. Yeah, they just want to chill. Mm-hmm. My uh, my family just started letting the our cats out into their like they have a land, so they like mm, they can nice. do that. Yeah. But like. It's weird seeing them out there, but they just like want to go sit and visit their spots, like they do in the house. Kind of the same thing. They just mm-hmm. want to have some spots. Yeah. I won't let Floyd out though, because people will take him. Yeah, don't. He's too sweet. But like, if I had land, oh, he'd be outside all the time. I don't know. I don't let Peanut outside because um, he doesn't have front claws. One. Oh, but I know. Dude, yeah. Like, I just don't trust. Like, I mean, I, there's just rats. There's fleas. Like, there's I, a honestly, lot of dangers. Yeah, I'd I'd be more concerned about like a rat getting to Peanut than. Or like a fox, because Peanut's not, he's not particularly athletic. He's a little baby boy who's living in your apartment for his whole life. Yeah, he's great. He's like 12 or 13 now. Anthony and I were talking about our cat's ages. I was like, he's like, how old's Floyd? I'm like, somewhere like 8 to 10. (laughs) And he's like, same dude. I was just like, I get what you're saying. Okay, this is going to, okay. So, sometimes when things are really good in my life, I think about, like, ways to prepare for the bad stuff. And it's been a thought that I'm going to be the one to find Peanut dead. Like, Oof. it's going to be me. Um, so, and that's going to suck, because he's going to be the first pet that's my pet to find dead. And it's going to be a real downer story to probably end on. But I texted my sisters out of the blue, and I was just like, how much does it cost to get a cat cremated? Because I realize I want Peanut with me forever. And Shannon had a cat named Bailey, and she was like, it's pretty expensive. And this is going to sound so dark, because it is, but it kind of made me laugh because it is so dark, and that's how my brain's wired. She was like, the saddest thing was that it was less expensive to um, cremate Bailey with a group of other cats than do it by himself. 
And I was like, see. <laughs> so then I just had this image in my head where all the cat owners get together and they all get a little bit of the ashes and be like, well, there's got to be a little bit of peanut in here, right, guys? <laughs> oh, my God. That is... How many cats? I don't know, but it's like oh, kind of a wild thought. <laughs> I just hope some of it's cat. I just like I, I just like you're just you got a box of someone else's cat on your mantle for the rest of your life. Oh no! <laughs> Which is why I just want to be set on fire and sent out to sea like a Viking. <laughs> that sounds dope. Or if I have enough money shot into space, that'd be kind of cool. Shot in the space with stardust. With, st- with stardust. Amongst the stardust. Oh, You'll be stardust. I will become stardust because I'll deteriorate. <laughs> or if we cremate you and then shoot you up. And like we set a time release, mm-hmm. like, like no, it's like a little explosion. I like kind of one of a very vivid image I have in my head for some reason is the end of Total Recall that I walked in while my parents were watching it. And like Arnold Schwarzenegger's in a version of that movie, right? Or am I? Is You're a, asking the wrong person. Okay, well I think so. Unless you know more it's than completely me. like, I don't know. He's on Mars and he starts suffocating. For some reason, I have that image in my head. Like, are you on Mars burn. suffocating? No, if Arnold Schwarzenegger on Mars suffocating and his <laughs> his face starts going crazy because he doesn't have oxygen. Oh no! I'd like that to happen to me post life. I'd like to just be shot in the into a black hole and see where my body goes. Maybe in a black hole, like, like it's dead like, bodies are alive. Just see the camera. Just yeah. like, like, take your body, make it like, uh, nothing can destroy it. It's not going to have any weird situations. It's just going to float through the situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you get to like, just view it. Like, yeah. and then like, let's go do it. Yeah. Launch me into a black hole. All the, I'll fucking, I'll Whatever. come back. Yeah. Let's we do just it. found one, right? Or someone did something cool. There. They, uh, they posted their first Instagram picture of the black hole. Did. Uh, I think that, no, I mean, they got a picture of the black hole. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was but, the joke. I was, yeah, no, no, no. I was like, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I knew what you were saying, but I was like, uh, cause I'm bad and I actually just kept reading that headline, haven't read into it and I haven't read into it either. Wow. Well, I don't know. It's, there's a lot of things to read. There's a lot of things to read. I got a lot of YouTube videos to watch. Um, stuck in a room. We got that. Who? I can't, I can't, I don't, I don't know if I could single out someone who I wouldn't want to be stuck in a room with. Mm. Um, Skip Bayless. Who? Colin Cowherd. Colin Cowherd. I don't know who that is. Uh, it's this dude. It's a, it's just like a sports reporter mm. who just ha- says outlandish things a lot of the times. Mm. And this guy is just, in my mind, he's a piece of shit. Uh, just because of some things he said. So I, I'll pick Colin Cowherd. Okay. He this Colin. Colin F you. Fuck Colin. This one. This one. I'll just say this the, to give you an idea. And anyone else listening, this one NFL player died. He, like, someone broke into his house and, like, murdered him. Oh, tried nice. to steal stuff. And it was horrific. And, man, it was so emotional. And I just remember, I just remember watching the story again, like, like, oh, like a couple years ago, talking about, like, 10-year anniversary of his death, mm. Sean Taylor. And uh, it showed Colin Cowherd just talking after, after the situation, talking shit on him for, like, that's what happens when you surround yourself with people like that. And it was just like... A man has just died. How about we just be like good people? And he said that, and he still has a job years later. Wow, that's he is funny. a okay. he is yeah he's a he's a gross person. Well, so, so fuck that guy. I I feel bad that that horrible story 
this made me say this, but that's making that story made me think of one of the most romantic moments of my life. Perfect turnaround. Okay. So I was, it was in New York. There's a cookie. Yeah, it does. I was in New York over the summer, obviously. And it was uh, my first time leaving the city and I was taking a train from New York to Philadelphia to visit my cousin who recently moved there. And I like did that whole thing when I was on the train where I like put my backpack on the seat next to me and I'm in the window seat and I like don't really want anyone to sit down next to me. And this voice, like, I like see him like kind of like eye next, all the seats are filled and he decides like sit down next to me because he's like, I'm sorry, is the seat taken? I was like, no, it's fine because there's nowhere else to sit. I forget his last name, but I could figure it out. His name was Mark. Um, he was about my age, roughly, and such a truck boy, like such like someone that in real life I would never like. A truck boy, truck boy, like he. Yeah, I tucked in flannel shirt to his Wranglers with cowboy yeah, boots and a hat. Not a cowboy, cap. no cowboy boots. But like I'm, I'm exaggerating. He was in the city for uh, just the day because he works for like a window company and was like in, like installing windows. Um, and he said he loves his job because it's so easy, and he and his boss are super chill. He lives in New Jersey. He loves not NASCAR, but like a different kind of similar thing to NASCAR where it's like more like a dirt car kind of thing. I don't know how to explain it. Monster trucks. No, not monster trucks. They still like race around a track. Is, but it, is it the the truck series? It's not trucks. It's like smaller cars that like look like race. D- 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 dune buggies? Dune buggies? I don't know. I'll be able to find it someday. But anyways, he likes something similar to NASCAR a lot. Okay, And okay. he just like, he sits down and starts eating his lunch sushi and he's like, I'd offer you some sushi but I'm really hungry and I'm just like, it's fine, Mark. And um, he like pulls out a beer and he's like, I wish I knew I was going to sit next to you. Like I would have brought another beer. And I was like, it's totally fine. I actually don't drink beer. Blah, blah. But we just start getting and He gets off on a stop before me, but we just end up talking for the next like hour or so, however long we're on the train together. And he starts telling me about this NASCAR or whatever car driver that has the same name as him. Um, that, died and it was like he showed he ended up like pulling out his ipad and like showing me this like in memory video of this guy and this and mark starts getting emotional and i start getting emotional because he's just like telling me so much about how much he loved this man and such and but like it was just such an instant connection and i just like had i like wanted to kiss this man and i wish i did and we just ended up like sharing so much with each other in such like a short amount of time and it was the first time in new york all summer where i like met a guy other than the boy i fell in love with um that i was just like oh my god like you i you floored me and it was the most romantic moment where when he was getting off he was like well i guess this is my stop and i was like i guess it is and he was like okay well, I guess if I'm ever in Richmond, I was like, and if I'm ever in New Jersey, and we didn't exchange any contact information, but he gets up and he, like, leaves um, to get off the train, and I, like, get up and, like, kind of watch him go, and then I see him, like, right before he gets off, he turns back and looks at me, he's just like, okay, and, like, waves, and, like, he just gets off the train, I was like, did I just, like, fall in love and ruin my chances? Because, like, it was so great, and I have not forgotten about this boy. I think that's the best ending that you could have had with that. Yeah. Because now it just lives forever, and all the potential is never squandered or yeah. actualized or missed. That's so beautiful. That's I, amazing. He was, yeah, he was, I'm never going to forget about him, and it was, like, nothing significant, really, but, like, one of the best interactions I've ever had with anyone, I think. Also, just really, I want to bring home the point of just, like, the interaction that you had was you just liked what his like brain and that kind of goes back to yeah. what Rachel was saying. I, will, I like your brain and the way you think sometimes yeah. and the like what you showed me and like I think you're hot. He was quite attractive, but that's not what I'm remembering. Exactly. <laughs> you just remembered like him. Yeah, it was great. 
Yeah. He wasn't just another one of your dolls. Not another one of my dolls. I don't... Mm. Wow. No, he wasn't. Mark. I thought like you could make a shirt out of that. Yeah, right. Not, not, another, one, not another one of your dolls. Hashtag... Mm. No, that's too long. That's so long. Yeah, right. God, now that I'm thinking about it, that probably didn't even sound that romantic. But, like, just thinking about him and telling the story, I was just like... No, it was great. Like, I, well, I, I, I guess I filled it in. I filled the role in. Yeah. I, 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 there was a, there was a, a I created a person for, yeah. for Mark. Like, mm-hmm. I, there's a version of Mark that exists in my brain now, and I, I had the my version of the, the train you were on, and my version of what it looked like. I had my version of his uh, sushi. Yeah. I had a vision like I, everything you said. I have a version of it. So like. That, that that does exist. It was super romantic because I made it that way when you told me the story. Yeah, and I think something else that made it really romantic for me was like that was coming, that was the end or coming to the end of my time in New York. And I was like kind of making this debate, should I stay here and work that temp job life and try to like take comedy classes and like blah, blah, blah. And like, what am I going to be? And I need to be something great because I always put so much pressure on myself. But this boy loves his freaking job because he just like does this contract work and he just like goes out sometimes to New York he's like I can never live there I like my place in New Jersey he said the best he's like it's I asked him how his day was he's like it's been a great day I worked kind of early and then I got off me and my boss got a beer uh then I got some sushi and now I'm on a train talking to you and having a nice time then I'm gonna go home and um probably just like hang out and I was like whoa and he's like yeah it's good life and I'm just like and here I am freaking out, like, I need to do something. Like, but what does that mean? What the fuck does that mean? And I think that's another reason he was so significant to me, because I'm just like, wow, like, simple isn't bad, and simple is great. It's also okay to just enjoy things sometimes. It's okay to sit alone and be alone. It's okay It's okay to let all the work you're doing just be. Like, you worked mm-hmm. hard to get somewhere, like... Enjoy it a little yeah. bit, you know? I mean, there's always, there's, there's always the idea of constant growth, but like... No, you got the job so you could sit at home and do nothing if you wanted. Or you could go out if you really wanted. Yeah. Or you could do whatever, like, things. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, God. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. You're great. Thanks for the story, Mark. <laughs> well, and, and to finalize the the final, like, wrap bu- button ribbon, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you let that experience be that experience. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. God. Synchronicity and full circle. See, that's what I'm saying. Wow, yeah, because I didn't know I was going to say that story. Yeah, and I let that experience be that experience, and I'm so grateful for it. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything we didn't get to that you wanted to? You want two and a half hours? Oh my god. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> you listened to all this. No, that's definitely good. <laughs> that's definitely good. They've had enough of me. <laughs> Longest episode we've ever had is three hours. Oh wow, who was that? Uh, Scott Beckett went three hours, oh, well. and Matthew went two hours fifty six minutes. Mm-hmm. Second well, time Scott Beckett's come up to you today. Yeah, true. We can't third time. He's, third time he's come up for me today. It always comes in threes. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've noticed. That's a number. That's something I want to look into numerology a little. Bit oh more. my god, we didn't even get into numerology. Oh, I know nothing about it. So that's next episode, I guess. But like, someone asked me the other day, "Do I live in a four four or three four time signature?" And I was like, "Ho oh, ho ho!" That is. <laughs> 